morning class welcome to art eater podcast number uh we're not sure <laughs> we're not sure we think it's around 87 or so it's 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 been a while it's been a pretty uh pretty crazy year um you know uh especially towards the end of the year there's lots of different stuff going on so we we lost track of what number this is but this is the um the theme of today is our our annual recap right it's so this will be the end of the year podcast and uh, yeah, it'll just be a review of the year 2023 and just all the things that, uh, you know, stood out to us. And um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're just winging it. How, how are you guys doing? So, yeah, well, I'm doing good. <laughs> yeah, so I'm with us doing today, uh, good too, I would say. <laughs> yeah. it's, we're, oh. we're just out here. We're just living. We're doing our best that we can. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess we should do a quick intro, right? We usually do a quick Okay. <laughs> it's yeah, that's so true. That's okay. true. Oh, Hello, we're, we're losing tradition. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I'm just like, who are we right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's go. Who am I? Okay, Richmond, stop. So I'm I yes, I'm your host, Richmond, uh one of the founders of Art Eater. I run a, a game company called Bidegg, and we make really awesome games. You can go to uh bidegginc.com, B-I-T-E-G-G-I-N-C com check out our games and i'm always on twitter and um, yeah really excited to uh be here and just chop it up with you dudes uh thomas go ahead yay so it's thomas uh so not a lot of things to to say right now i'm a web developer from france for those who are joining us for the first time uh i'm a fighting game nerd has been covering them half professionally for the last more than 10 years now i also draw like that's one of the highlights of my year i can't wait to talk about it and uh yeah that's uh that's all i would say like it's cool and you ag Hey everybody, what is good? It's Adam Mathis, also AJ Mattis. It's your favorite game, level designer, pixel artist, type one fighter, and now content creator, doing cool stuff with them. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go! You already know what it is. But yeah, it's always great to be back with these guys. And yeah, uh, just a really quick uh, in- intro to the, the Twitter slash X. It's just uh, at AJ Mattis over there, like anything that you hear, drop us a follow. Let's get right into it. But Okay. Let's go. Man. So I mean, uh, just thinking back on the last year, like, uh, let's start broad, like broad. Like, what what are sort of the big themes? You know, the big uh, big ideas, big big patterns, or whatever that that you noticed reflecting back on this previous year. For me, like, I'd honestly say like things like ending. I think a lot of things like ended this year, and I said at the start of the, this year in an Instagram post that like I thought this year would be the year of like rebirth, and like it definitely has been that across a lot of different areas. I think I've seen a lot of endings of shows, I've seen a lot of endings of some podcasts that I listen to, but I've also seen people transition from one area of life to another, and I think that this year has really brought a lot of things full circle for a lot of people, and I think that um. It'll be really intriguing to see what next year brings, obviously. But I think, with respect to bouncing back from some of the from some of, from some of the sadder moments of this year, I think that'll be a key part of like next year to try to build for a, for a brighter sort of like better future. I feel I think that this year's been a, a big part of that, for sure for me at least. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Thomas? As for me, uh, quite uh, quite. Quite strange, uh, but I think I agree with AJ. It was um, it was a year of renewal for me. Like I got COVID last year, 
and uh, it changed a lot of uh, things for me like because i've got the long covid and it's not super bad but uh, oh, i've like i've like lost uh, I, i'm way more tired than before and i've lost uh, um, some strength and uh, ability you know to uh, to uh, to use my hands for to force with my hands and i was always someone who was like very um, manual you know like i renovated my own apartment and stuff and uh, suddenly i could not do that so i had to adapt to uh you know uh following my body <laughs> advice and uh, not be uh, not be stupid and stuff like that but it also led to a uh, realization that like life is short and uh, if i have if i want to do some things i should do them and uh, on a personal level it helps a lot like a lot of things moved and for the better and uh, also uh i started like I restarted something that I went into a, a kind of, um, I would say, like, I I went back to my roots, like I reopened, you know, old, um, old files, the old uh, texts, old things that I did like 15 years ago when I was in art school, like to see what were my, uh, my roots, you know, visual roots, artistic yeah. roots, stuff like that. And, uh, and, like 15 years after you're like yes of course may we it it all makes sense (laughs) you're like of course like of course of course it makes sense and so it's uh it helped a lot like um realizing what i wanted to do so i started like i already started drawing again but it was more uh you know model drawing during lessons and stuff like that and now i'm like yeah drawing for myself doing stuff for myself and all and uh with uh I don't freeze anymore when I have to when I want to start something. Way more relaxed. I know where are my roots and uh, what I want to explore. So it's been like a very good year, you know, for that. Okay. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's I would say like like AG, you know, a kind of reborn, renew, renewal. Not reborn. It's yeah. a bit big, but renewal. You know, like next step is uh, has started. Like uh, so, it's uh, on this on the and also for me, you know, we've been uh, doing this podcast for years now. But and uh, we can say we're kind of uh, online uh, um, world warrior tribe. Yeah, of, exactly. Uh, of yeah. a world of uh, of art and uh, culture amateurs and stuff, but I really wanted to find a local tribe. I would say, like, find people in my area to Absolutely. talk and uh, and interact with. And I think that's the post-COVID uh, effect where I wanted to, like, you know, meet new people. And I've started doing that, going to, okay. you know. Art, uh, art, uh, non-profit organization. Meeting other artists. Like this afternoon, I was I went to see um, uh, an artist uh, that was exposing and selling her work uh, on a Christmas market. You know, mm-hmm. so it was yeah. uh, it was so you know a lot of those things that I wasn't good doing and that COVID like a bit stopped and I went back and said, yeah, I think I want to do that actually, like meet people in real life, talk about art with them, show them art, have their feedback and stuff like that. So it was, uh, it was very good. Yeah. Mm. Let's continue. And you, Richman, what about you? Oh man, uh, the theme for me, um, professionally, it has been a, uh, really interesting year in games you know working in games run a game company i went to uh, several game shows this year i went to um uh, nordic game 
in Sweden, which was amazing. Yep. Probably the, the best industry event uh, I've ever been to. And then Gamescom, which was uh, possibly the biggest video game event ever. <laughs> it was yeah, like, it's big. <laughs> like half a million it's people. Big. It was ridiculous. It's it's pretty much the new E3. I know E3 just uh, officially announced what uh, yes. a lot of people had suspected oh. that... And that that's a whole podcast unto itself, but um, it really is. But man, Gamescom is picking up that mantle. Uh, that went to Games Connection in Paris, so I got I had my ear to the yeah, floor of the industry more so than usual this year. And um, while while it's been a year of big releases, big AAA titles, yes. also some really awesome indie titles. Um, arguably, you know, one of the best years for games uh, in terms of if, if you're a player, if you're a fan, one of the best years probably in, in the last decade, possibly mm-hmm. ever, you know. Um, but uh, as for the health of the industry itself, it has been apocalyptic. It's yeah, been it's terrible. terrible. Like over mm-hmm. uh, 9,000 people uh, that we know of uh, have yeah, been laid know. off uh, throughout the industry um, in the West. And um, we should you know. we should precise by by companies that mostly make profits. Oh, right? by <laughs> that's, huge, that's profitable companies. Yeah, yeah you know, um, yeah, Epic. Uh, you know, Unity's been going through a lot of restructuring, uh, and uh, I mean, to, to stall Electronic all Arts. Yeah, EA, also, yeah. Activision. Yeah, yeah. Um, all the big players that have that are uh, like um, public uh, companies, basically. Yeah. That had to please like shareholders who are probably a bit stressed by the the recession and stuff like that and uh, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, sorry, continue. Oh no no, that's all relevant. So I, I mm. to me, it's been a year. It's been a very uh, manic and polarizing year uh, because you have these amazing game releases, um, and yet the industry is like kind of tearing itself apart, you know. And yet you mm-hmm. you have um, you know record sales record profits at some companies but then also lots of layoffs um uh, for the sake of uh you know the shareholders and uh it, it's it's just been a really really sobering year for me because I, I i've been flailing <laughs> running a game company um we're you know we're, we're self-funded we're, we're not like a public company we're we kind of transitioned well i mean we're still we're an indie company but we've grown to like 80 people so i guess we're kind of solidly like in that double a space where um Mm. yeah you know and and i've just been running and running and running for the last almost 10 years and 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 this year like you guys said it was like man it was time to kind of like stop and just kind of take a look at the landscape and and be like wow like what am i doing you know where 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 do I fit into this landscape? Like what what future do I see in this? Right? It's it's been a real uh, so sobering year. Um, uh, it really has. Yeah. So, but um, on 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 a positive note, uh, similar to you know the way uh, you guys have been dealing with it, uh, I I also found that it, yeah it was a year of renewal. It it, it was a year of like okay. Um, what do I really want to do with my free time, right? My, my precious free time. And <laughs> I, I, you know, I find myself actually going back to drawing more um, and uh, actually watching stuff and just enjoying stuff. And, and yes. not, not only just to study it, you know, because uh, when, when you're a, 
when you're a, a, a pro, an artist, a creator, you, you can't help but always kind of like look at stuff and be like, oh, what can I learn from this, right? You know, but but mm. this year it was like, man, like, I'm, I, I, I want to remember what it's like to be a fan of stuff again and just to, to enjoy yeah. things. And uh, it's been really good for that. Yeah. Mm. That is uh, also, a huge... Yeah. I've been I've been doing the same like I've like it's the year I've been going back to see movies in the movie yeah. theater yeah. you know and some things a thing that I haven't done regularly for the past 10 years and um, it really helped to you know uh, go into a dedicated space dedicated time where you're going to put your phone into airplane mode and you just focus on the movie and you forget the outside world and the outside world was as a French person, uh, quite uh, in movement, I would say <laughs> this year. If you've been, in, you've seen the news, so it was nice to be able to see a lot of great movies uh, this year. I really, really enjoyed that, and also play great games, of course. But uh, yeah, it was, for example, one thing also I, I, I did this year is abandon games. Like I started some games I wanted to play for a long time, yeah. and it didn't worked and i was like do i continue or do i stop and i had no issue with just saying okay it's actually boring to me so i'm not going to continue it and uh, it was quite a shock oh. because i really wanted to love some of those games but uh, yeah it didn't, it didn't work you know like yeah but you're not going to lose your time trying like it's not like i'm a bit over the yeah but it gets it gets good in the third season you're like yeah but mm. no, you know, no, no stop this. i'm not going yeah. to do this you know so yeah it was uh it was nice you know like you said we're in this to enjoy it and i wanted to enjoy yeah. <laughs> also this year so yeah so so That's, what uh, what are some of the things uh, looking back on the year that you did enjoy you know the the, the movies yeah. or the games or the the shows like what what are the standouts for for y'all? Uh, I'm going to be very like I'm I'm pleasantly. Uh, it's a bit the elephant in the room. It's a, very obvious, but I'm very very. I was very happily surprised with the Street Fighter Six, of nice. course, okay. nice. because you know you you look at this game and you're like we we had a lot of conversation with uh, with James about this game. You know how he felt it, it didn't look like Street Fighter. Fighter didn't like felt like it was the the continuation of Street Fighter, but I really enjoyed this game uh, because you can see that the people who did it are inspired, are fans of Capcom of this whole you know universe of um, of Metro City with Street Fighter rival schools and uh, and Final Fight, but you also see they are not uh, frozen or paralyzed by the brand. You know, like yeah. uh, I like they, they they dare to do some things, and yeah. yeah, and they are they are fans, but they also have their own vision about where to go, where to lead the series, and uh, and it shows when I look at this game, I see, um, I I feel that the people who did it are happy to do this game. You know, it's fun of it's full of little trinkets, little details, little things that makes me think. Okay, the the people who did this, you see, they are they enjoyed doing what they do, and that's something that's not 
always obvious in video games this year in particular you know and uh i don't know it's wall it's great i but but also at the same time it, it's also the year where i wanted divorce with the wall fighting game community because the the, hmm. the 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 wall community is now like i was talking about this today with a friend but now games are like are content for some people to earn their living for other people and <laughs> suddenly games on those games a game like street fighter an esports game just a game that needs to be f that is fun it also it's like pulled by different people in different direction who all have their own strings attached to it and so you have like esports player for example who want to minimize randomness and uh, the unexpected and want to you know so they want a game that is more linear more where they can be more assured to win for example or to do consistent results so we had a lot of talks about people saying this character is broken this character is broken what is capcom doing why aren't they they're patching the game where when capcom is saying we are going to patch the year one time uh, the the game one time a year and you know it's very annoying because each week has its own controversy or drama around what is a wonderful game very balanced one for a first version yeah and you're like can you ca can't you can't we just like enjoy the game and not having a new drama each week for content creators or a yeah. new unbalanced thing uh, that pros are not happy about and um it's like you cannot the, the creators of this game are not allowed to have an opinion about what their game is supposed to be about and that's really 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 annoying me Ooh, and it preach, basically dude. ruined the fun for me like I, I, like interacting about the game on social media and platform and stuff was actually ruining my fun and my enjoyment of the game like that's uh, uh that was very so yeah you know very positive like i love the game but the the, the world thing surrounding it, like people, like you said, Richmond, like just stop analyzing, just have fun. And if you don't have fun, just stop playing, well, you know? Isn't that interesting, though, that, um, I mean, uh, now more than ever, it's not just about uh, the game, it's about the community that comes with it. Yeah, and the discourse. Also, yeah. And it's like, it, it's, it's, it's this whole entity um, I mean, it, it's it, it's always been like that to some extent, right? Like even back in the day, in the the arcade days, um, you know, it's still about like community, and uh, the, the, like it's not just you and the game. It's it's you're playing against other people, especially mm. you know, a competitive yeah. game. There's always going to be people who are like, oh, I think it should be like this or that. But but now, like like you said, like you, there's another dimension to it. There's there's people who mm. just need content. I mean, who knows how how genuine a lot of the discourse yes. is <laughs> people just need like they need strife they need like some drama to like create mm. content around and that's so that's that's such a change yeah and what's what's so strange you know is that the fighting games that's supposed to create hard emotions you know like of course, they're going to have. You're going to have like strong characters, and you're going to have weak characters. But that's actually what makes the game fun in some aspect. You're going to root for the underdog, the low tier yeah. character. You're going to boo mm. the 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 strong one. 
And of course, when you are looking at the, the, the qualification of the Capcom Cup and stuff like that, of course, they are like a dozen Luke player because the character is very straightforward, very, very sure win, you know, very strong. But that's not the reality of the game. The reality is like 3 million players bought it. And, you know, it's not because there are 50 people trying to earn money out of it <laughs> yeah. that this is that their reality should be our reality. My reality is that in my local environment, the strongest character is Kimberly because we cannot nice. <laughs> react to anything because yeah. we are all terrible, you know? <laughs> so, but we are having fun. Uh, we're still having fun. So, yeah, I'm not like a... Oftentimes people so say, "Yeah, but that's because you're you're a scrub. You don't know how to play competitively." And like, yeah, but that's actually the point. Like, the game was was made with competitive players in mind, but it's a game for everyone. And the yeah. vast majority of us are not competitive players. We would just want to have fun. Like, yeah. Yeah. And um, not not, so, not to turn this into solely a Street Fighter Six podcast, but yeah. um, that game, it it it, it did address all the stuff we've been talking about for years about how mm. uh, fighting games are actually for the most part a solo experience for most of the people that buy it uh, primarily mm -hmm. you know they 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 want to spend time with the characters maybe with the story before what yeah. you know they they need that before they even touch anything competitive you know and mm -hmm. that game delivered oh boy that is yes. that, that was mm -hmm. probably the best that's got to be the best single player mode in a fighting game possibly ever in, definitely in years and years in years for sure yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, the like imagine a game where you can walk into the city you meet ryu and after that you re you teach him how to send text with the yeah. phone and he sa and he signs each text with his name and you're like oh my god the grandpa energy funny you get to talk to the characters that's what people that's that's what so many fans really want right you, mm -hmm. you don't you get to experience the characters outside of fighting which is what um you know the art all that lovely art there's so so mm. much art that gives you other dimensions to the characters you know, in, in Japan, they, they used to do, like, manga for the games. There would be, like, drama CDs. And now all that is yeah. in the game. And that's so cool. Yeah. The the fandom, what they really embraced is the, the fandom aspect of it. Like, instead of trying to, like, we just add the story mode trailer for Tekken 8. And it looks like a very terrible movie, basically, that may be fun to watch and... Uh, and have fun uh, um, at its depends. <laughs> like, sorry, but hmm. yeah, you look at it. it it's at one point it looks like Avengers, and after that it looks like Scooby Doo for hmm. some reason. Hmm. And uh, you you see that the people doing it are not cinemat cinematographers, you know, and they have like constraint like each character needs to appear this time or the fans <laughs> are not going to be happy yeah. but after that you look at street fighter and street fighter is more like oh you want to meet chun li you go there you want to meet zangief and uh, be a zangief fan a simp go there and stuff like that and, well, and, and the, it's the you. a la carte it's your yeah, own and character. it's you yeah and then yeah. And, and you can challenge just about anyone in, in metro city right <laughs> That's the <laughs> most incredible part. <laughs> like, imagine a city where everyone is up for a fight. You're yeah. like waiting for your coffee at Starbucks, and someone eats you, and suddenly it's a fight, and it's normal. <laughs> you know, my, to to me, the 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 key um, image or the key moment I I associate with Street Fighter Six out of the whole year isn't even like 
any of the characters or any of the mechanics is that y'all know that, that remember that one video that dude like made his own character he's playing the demo and he's just challenging yeah. people on the street and he keeps going like meek 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 <laughs> like every time he lands yeah. a punch and i was like that's it that's that's what street fighter is about man that's what it's for yeah yeah yeah, it's like a parallel universe where everyone loves to fight, and that's so funny when you think about it. <laughs> like everyone yeah. and their grandma is ready to fight. Like, my, it's like my my grandmother would be like a, a specialized, uh, you know, uh, kung fu fighters from uh, from Brittany with uh, I don't know the Britain special. I don't know the, what it is, but that's so funny. That's like the yeah. the, the whole story about it. Yeah. But yeah, ne- let's not turn this into a Street Fighter like podcast. But yeah, that was yeah. one of the highlights. Highlights and down, you know, down light, if it's a word about the game, like, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, the but high yeah, and you can, yeah, high and low, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What Adam. about you, AJ? Yeah. All right, there's been a lot of interesting things that I have very much enjoyed throughout the rest of this year. I'm going to just get into, um, I'm going to get into a couple of them. One is, I'll, I'll mention a couple of the indies that I've been playing. Just the one is an amazing, amazing project. It's just a demo for a game called Crow Country. Like, this game is absolutely incredible. So, in essence, Crow Country feels like Resident Evil smashed up with a little bit of sort of, like, Final Fantasy VII in terms of, not gameplay, but, like, aesthetic. I'm going to show you guys, like, a little bit of its, like, gameplay right now. However, like, this game is absolutely wonderful looking, and the vibes there, incredibly creepy, incredibly scary, and, yeah, I'm just going to very quickly just talk about it. Um... Created and developed by SFB Games. (laughs) Yeah, created and developed by SFB Games. This game, uh, basically, it... How can I even, like, put it? Basically, set in the year 1990, you have to find, like, the owner of this, like, Crow Country um, uh, theme park, and it's this Mm -hmm. beautiful, like, survival horror experience, and you play as this uh, woman named Mara Forrest, who's, like, a... Basically, a special agent, in essence. And, yeah, you are just sort of, like, walking through this dingy, sort of, like, dirty, super scary, very eerie basically um theme park and it's just got such wonderful sound design really really good artwork really really good direction it feels amazing to play and the demo is out at the moment slate for release next year and i just can't wait to play it it's gonna be absolutely sick are those you know what what backgrounds oh sorry oh these are not no no these are not backgrounds yeah, yeah, real time, real time. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah, real time. Yeah, what's funny is that it looks like what if Resident Evil had the aesthetics of the Final Fantasy VII cinematics. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's right. and that's so. That's so. I love. I love this. Uh, this trend of um, low poly PlayStation uh, game. Oh my god! That's, it. They I finally it. delivered on the dream. You know, it's nineteen ninety-seven. <laughs> you're watching the FMVs, and you're like, someday. Someday games yeah. will look like this. Yeah, someone's going to do this. This yeah. is the game. Yeah. It's, it, like, yeah, it's it, like Silent Hill Final Fantasy VII yeah. cinematics. You're That's playing so funny. a PS1 era cinematic. It's so cool. Yeah. Because it's very specific. It's it's, it's very, <laughs> very intense. It really is. It really, really is. And like some of the um, moments in which you end up like fighting enemies, for example, like the control scheme, like it's got tank controls and also like non-tank controls. And it just feels like so good to play. Like with respect to, for example, like aiming and shooting, like it is really, really, really cool looking. And I'm just very, very happy about the way in which like obviously it's being developed at the moment. I would love to speak to the, the developers on this and sort of the developer on this, his name's Adam. But like 
yeah, like I'm telling you, like this game is definitely one to watch. Like it's mm-hmm. gonna be absolutely, just, it's gonna be absolutely amazing. I, okay. I just cannot wait to uh, can't wait to see it come out. Yeah. Crow Country yeah. 2024 Crow. planned release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm, I I just added it to my wish list. Do that for real. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna do the same. Yeah. Shout out to um, big shout out added. to uh, Ad- Adam Vian, I think his name is, or Adam Vian. I hope I'm not pronouncing that wrong. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like just a creative director and writer of uh, Mermaid's Tone, Crow Country, Tangle Tower, Snipperclips, Haunt the House, working at uh, SFB Games. You can follow that guy. Mm-hmm. At, I think it's at SF. At, what was it at SFB SFBDIM on on, uh, on Twitter there. But yeah, like mm-hmm. I'm telling you, this game, you know, want to keep your eyes on it. Keep your eyes mm-hmm. peeled for this one for real. So it's gonna be yeah. sick. You know, you know what's funny is that I played a PS One game this year for the first time. Okay. Yeah, and uh, basically I tried to play Tactics Ogre uh, uh, on the Switch when it was re-released, and uh, the game fell out of my hands. Like I could not continue <laughs> the game. Like I found it incredibly boring during the fights because there were so many soldiers and the the oh. wall, you know, turned takes so much time like each battle mm-hmm. is one hour long and if you fail you have to start over or rewind because there's a rewind thing and um and uh, the the truly the game has an incredible aesthetic soundtrack and uh, characters and and story and stuff but the fight the, the the fights were way too hard for me way too long i i really wasn't enjoying myself so I was, but I was really mad because I wanted my uh, Matsuno uh, Matsuno game. So I finally played Vagrant Story to the end. Yay. <laughs> finally, finally, and the game was too easy, and I was so surprised <laughs> because I, I remember trying two times the game once when I bought it when it came out on PlayStation in the uh, early 2000s, and the second time when I tried again uh, later, I bought it a second and a second time like 10 years after and i really could not figure out how the game uh, worked this time i found the guide that explained that uh, the the abilities all the matsuno you know um mechanical stuff like this enemy is uh does not like this kind of weapon and stuff like that and once you know that you have like three or four weapons and uh, the the whole thing settled you steamroll the game like oh, yeah. it's way too easy like it's it was so surprising so i went to the end and the game is amazing like it's really really amazing that's the last um beautiful game we, we already talked a lot about this game and how it was made by uh, people doing 2d games before and it shows but that's what's also very uh peculiar is how the 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 cinematics the way you know the the um, the movie 2023 years later it, like it puts to shame a lot of games that came out this year yeah, and that have like cinematics and stuff like that so i was like wow that's that, that that's something you know and that's a, that's really a shame that this game has did not have a remaster because all it needs is basically an emulator filter to Fix the blocky 3D stuff that wobbles on PlayStation. Yeah, the, that the wobbles, you know, on the and, PlayStation. Yeah, 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 the tearing on the PlayStation. 
you upscale the game, it's still beautiful. And all you need is basically better save and uh, better item management because the items were stored on the memory card in a different, you know, save and stuff like that. It was very painful to use. And a button to switch weapons. And once you've got that, the game will be basically perfect. So yeah, yeah. that was the the game I... That's one one of my favorite games of the year. I was so surprised. So yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Time yeah is... I want to talk about a couple of things very quickly as well. Like yeah. one of them isn't a game that came out this year, and another one is a game that also isn't out yet. Like yeah. um, first one that I'm going to mention right here, uh, it's a game called like Halston. Like this game is absolutely incredible looking. Like just have a look at this right quick. Halston oh. is basically like a retro-inspired like psychological horror, like developed by Sonka. And then again, this one's also set in like 1990s, but also in like a Polish lakeside town. And like, oh. I'm telling you, this one also is incredible. Like, it's going to be absolutely. Oh, sick. I've seen it. Yeah. Oh, yes. The, yeah. the, switch, the switch to the, the third person to. When first you... to third person, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This game is amazing. It's beautiful. Absolutely. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, and like also with respect to just like the integration of just like Polish like language like into like the story, obviously with it being set in like a Polish lakeside town, like that's obviously something which we don't always like you know see. Like I'm not really too familiar massively with like the Polish indie development scene, but like I would like to get much more so after having seen this. Like it is absolutely amazing, and I think that one of the coolest things about this is the fact that like it sort of just. It just goes to show just like every single place has a story and everybody from a place has a story. And I think that mm. one of the coolest things that I love about this as well is the fact that like it's able to utilize not only those changes in perspective, but like this really cool sort of like beautiful mixture of like just again the, the 3D, the, the, the way in which the 3D is, is set up, like how, for example... Like different areas of its like puzzles with respect to like messing around with light and like playing around with like different areas of like level design stuff like that. Like, it's really, really interesting to watch like it unfold. And I've seen a few people play this mm. and I think that a lot of people are gonna be very, very, very impressed. Also one other thing, mm. the uh, voice work, the voice actors, like they do an incredible job. Like the game is fully voiced and I think that even just hearing the ways in which some of the characters speak, obviously I don't understand Polish, but like some of the ways that they emote, it's just so visceral, so interesting, so real. And I think that that's going to be a huge, huge thing for people, not only just in indie game development, but just like in general. I think that voice actors across games, they don't always get the, the flowers that I believe that they deserve. And I think that there are so, so many out there that do such wonderful work. And I think that this is a game that very much champions that, I feel. So definitely check that out. It's called Holston, H-O-L-S-T-I-N. Yeah. Coming out on a PS4 and PS5, I believe. I think it will be coming out on PC as well. I think, but yeah, like really, really incredible title. Definitely check it out. Uh, the a demo is available on Steam too. So that it is. That it is. Also. Yeah. So yeah, there's that, and also another game I want to talk about as well. Um, so this game didn't come out like specifically just last year, but it was it was this past year that I've been able to get into it so much. And that game okay. is Dead by Daylight. I've been playing this with my friends. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so much fun like i love it it's yes so cool. yeah, yeah yeah so for those who don't know i guess like, i'll just do a bit of like an explainer as to like what dead by daylight even is so dead by daylight it's um basically it's an online something called an asymmetric multiplayer game so what it means by okay. that is that like you have different amounts of people on like a different sides of like the game's combat basically so it's four versus one 
So one person online will be playing the will be playing the role of a killer. So think like a killer from like films like Scream or like Chucky or think just imagine being in like a in a horror slasher film, right? And then the other four people are the survivors. So the role of the survivors, obviously, they have to try and like survive the you got they've got to try and survive this round of a game. So you you're stuck in this map and you have to in essence activate these generators that will allow for these doors on the map to be opened and then you can escape. However, it's a killer's job to find you, place you on hooks, and then just, in essence, try and kill you. And if you get placed on hooks a certain number of times, you end up just getting killed. So there's, that's, not, that's not the only way you can die, but like, there are numerous different ways in which like, the, the killer basically has to try and like, take you out. And you as a survivor has to try and heal other people, save them, unhook them, try and sabotage hooks, try and just escape, try and move other players around. Try and direct them to make it hard for the killer to interact with you. Different things like that. So it's a really, really fun game. I've been having a blast with it. And I genuinely can't believe that like I didn't play this for so long because like it's been so, so much fun getting into it. And I really love it. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So what yeah, about you, Richmond? What did you play this year? Oh, what well, did you enjoy? Even not playing, yeah, but yeah, just yeah. enjoying. I mean, um, what did you like? For me, it was all about getting back into movies, actually. Yes. Um, so, so oh, initially, yeah. I was just watching shows to unwind, you know, and just enjoying like odd, uh, you know, K drama, some anime and stuff. It's been a really good couple of years for anime. Um, and then I yeah. just got, I, I, I started watching films again, and I was like, oh yeah, like I always loved movies, uh, but this year I caught up on a bunch of them. But, um, uh, yeah. It's also, you know, I finally started going back to theaters, and a couple of the standouts <laughs> for me, um, the big one was actually uh, the first slam dunk. So technically, oh my god, yes, oh yes. wow, yes, Te technically yes. it's a 2022 movie uh, released yeah. in 2022 in Japan, but the worldwide release was 2023. Was this year? And incredible, so good, incredible, I incredible felt so lucky to catch that i uh so for for those that aren't familiar uh the la uh, first slam dunk it's a uh film adaptation of uh some of the basically the final arc of the manga the comic uh, slam dunk mm. by Ta takiko inoue uh, which is one of the most popular uh shonen jump comics of all time uh, it's it's a comic I grew up with. Um, I'm I'm not even really into basketball, you know, but I, I just I loved mm -hmm. the the human drama and just the the beauty of that comic. Uh, it was also a great TV show. Um, and then um, yeah, this movie was actually uh, the the directorial debut of the author. So the author of the comic, uh, who had never directed a movie mm -hmm. before, he adapted the comic into a film he did uh, i believe he did the screenplay too and he directed it and it is such a good debut like um oh yeah it, it's, it, <laughs> i wish i wish everyone had such a debut because I, oh my god yeah because you know <laughs> going from one medium to another uh, even if they're both visual it's actually never as smooth of a transition as people might think right the the, the yeah the beauty of a comic um, is very different from a movie, right? Movies, movies have forced pacing. They, they play at a certain rate. Comics, you can linger on whatever panel you want. You can be like, oh, wait, what's going on? Let me flip back a couple of pages, right? And it's all about the beauty of the drawing, 
you know, and um, mm-hmm. and the movie is just such a bigger production. I I know for a lot of fans, a lot of people are like, oh, it's three D. It's 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 not even hand drawn, but dude, it works. It, all of it works, and he, um, it's not just an adaptation of the comic. Like, it's 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 he's coming back to it, like you know, twenty years more mature, and just like exploring different dimensions of the characters and. I, I don't want to give away too much, but um, just very, very minor, uh, uh, not, not even a plot spoiler, but um, the fact that he centered the story around not the main characters, but one of the side characters, right? Mm-hmm. And used that as sort of the emotional linchpin of the movie. It, it works so well. It, it's yeah. really, it's one of the best sports movies I've ever seen. And actually, just genuinely, one of the best movies in general. Like, like if you just have a soul, like you're gonna enjoy this movie. Yeah, that's so that's so incredible because you don't need to read Slam Dunk to oh, actually no. watch this movie. Nope. That's the that's the most incredible thing because I haven't read Slam Dunk. I, you know, I know what it is about. Uh, I tried reading it, but the first volume like fell from my hands because it's all very goofy with 90s trope of uh, impressing a girl and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, I'm not like in the mood for it. It's too long as a setting to start the setting and stuff. But when when I was in the movie, I met a friend actually who was watching it for the second time in the in theater, mm. and it and I told him, "Do I need to uh, to have to see to, to, to am I spoiling myself?" And he was like, "No, it's actually a background story about one of the characters of the basketball team that wasn't explored very much or at all during the manga." Contrary mm-hmm. to the, all the other characters who were more uh, fleshed out, so it's basically. Like, uh, I won't say finishing the whole story, but basically completing it. But the thing is, you don't have to know the rest of the characters because there are some inserts that tell you a few things about them. And that's the very powerful thing about the movie is that in just a phrase, an interaction between two characters or stuff like that, you understand how they react to each other, the degree of trust between each other or yes. distrust in some aspects. Yes. Because that's that's the whole thing. The, the team in Slam Dunk, they are not friends. They, are, they just play very good basketball when they are together. And that's amazing. Like what, what it is, is absolutely amazing. And the fact that it's a 3D movie and you forget about it so yeah. fast, yeah. that's... Yeah. I know, I, like... You, you totally forget. I, I know some people watch the trailer and they're like, oh, it looks motion captured. It looks kind of uncanny. But w- when you're actually watching it in context, you, you forget. You, you forget mm. that it's animated. You, you just believe in these characters. Um, and I would say it actually made a lot of sense to motion capture it because it's, it's basketball. And yep. this is a case where, uh, especially if you're a fan of uh, the sport, like... Uh, the realism actually enhances um, the the experience, and and they get some mm-hmm. shots that you just couldn't do with film. And, <laughs> but but it's not it's not like in your face about it. It it just works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the cinematography is so great. Like the 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 whole movie is like it's not like I don't know how to say it, but when you watch some. For example, uh, Suzume came out uh, this year too as an anime movie uh, directed. 
I haven't watched it. A lot of people told me it's great. And I was like, yeah, but you know, I actually want to watch movies about... Um, I want to watch people that feel real, not anime characters. <laughs> you know, I know it's a bit a bit judgmental, but I'm a bit sick of it. Like I want to I want to see people like it's the same with Marvel movies. People don't talk like that in the real world, you know? And that's the mm. that's the whole thing. Like I want yeah. some real stuff. Like I... people who don't like each other, people who make mistakes, people who are not imperfect and stuff and so i didn't watch suzume because your name was good but i was like yeah that's so i would i don't like to say it but it's so anime you know in some aspects so and and slam dunk was just a movie it's to me it was just a feature film like it will but perfect for this like not anime you know i don't know how to say it yeah well well said i mean i grew up with the series so it's really good to hear that you got so much out of it without yeah. being familiar which you really don't need to know the source material it's just mm-hmm. such a good slice of life movie and not yeah, a boring one the... like if, if 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 that has bad mm-hmm. connotations to you it's not a boring movie at all and it, it talks about so many things that are complicated like it talks about like family grief sports things you you how you focus like memories of the the ones you love and stuff and how you how you make mistakes and uh, how you 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 do so much sometimes you put too much things into what you like and it's actually not that good and stuff it's it's so good like it's just so good it's actually a deep movie and it's 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 not um i don't even want to say pretentious it's so far from that it's just such a naturalistic movie yeah um, I, yeah, I, naturalistic I, is actually the good word because yeah. also the the animation stuff. You know, it doesn't like we've been like we we had a great series of um, it. We said it was a hard year for video game um, people who make video game who make video games, but it wasn't a terrible year for people who make animation, especially uh, weekly uh, animations. Like we all we we uh, we learned that. Uh, Animators at Studio Mappa, for example, who do Jujutsu Kaisen, Chainsaw Man stuff, had a terrible working condition and overworked this year. And um, and the style they have is amazing, but I'm starting to grow a bit tired of the Sakuga style. You know, the very drawy mm-hmm. stuff that doesn't have a lot of weight. And when I lo- when I saw Slam Dunk, even if it's motion capture, it felt naturalistic, like you said. I felt like i was watching 80s or 90s mo- um, anime movies you know like uh, maybe jinro or the um, oh, escaflown okay. movie or stuff yeah. like that and uh, it, f- it, f- it felt great and uh, the the series free ren like the elf uh, free ren who's um who's uh, still herring now also has this naturalistic feeling which is strange because it's a fantasy anime but it's very naturalistic in some tones and the main um Storyboarder is actually the director of Ninja Scroll on this series. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Kawajiri. Yeah, yeah. I think he, that's he him. He storyboarded yeah. Freeran. Yeah. And it shows. It's it's so it's, it's so obvious. Because it's I, so obvious. Yeah, that's another show I really enjoyed. It caught me off guard. I I, I just assumed it'd be like some you know isekai adjacent thing. They're no. fun. Don't get me wrong. Like that. I'm mm. sure there's some great isekai episodes, but I wasn't in the mood for that. I was like, oh, I'll check this out. And then I was like, this is so captivating. <laughs> it's yeah. it's just people talking, but it's like so gripping. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. 
it made me believe in this fantasy world more than you know mo most live action shows make me believe in like uh, the world we already live in yeah like it's yeah that's that's wonderful. a very very good show and so very naturalistic too when yeah. you look at it you know it's not like over the top the people that the characters are really wall in some aspect very uh, logical and when they yeah. explain the world you know it's not like very mysterious or out of the you know they're, they're not doing too much they just talk sometimes there's a fight the fight is very well choreographed too but now you know why <laughs> and there are some details maybe you've seen it on twitter there are some people who say hey look at this animation of stark one of the characters putting his jacket on and it's like yeah i've seen that, five yeah. to five to six seconds of the character just putting his jacket on and you look at the animation you're like that's not normal like normal fantasy anime don't put some so much details into this kind of details but that that's what i love about scene. it because mm. i mean like one it, it, it's such a flex especially if you love animation but yes it's a flex but it's not like in your sense. face it's mm. so it's like look at how tasteful this is <laughs> you know? yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's like there and gone yeah i know what you're talking about yeah, yeah. but 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 yeah. also it actually is effective it makes you believe that this is a real world because it's showing you details that you'd normally only see in live action or, or real life you know st it's there to be taken for granted it's there to lull you into believing like yeah this is just you know i'm just watching these people mm -hmm. running out their lives i i think that's kind of a theme for a lot of the anime i enjoyed this year because i, I want to circle back to uh susume i think mm -hmm. i would actually recommend that because um it, it it's pretty over oh, the top a, at a... parts but there mm. were parts in it that actually made me like it made me feel like oh like these feel like real people like, oh. like even more so than um you know his, his other films because his, his other films beautiful visuals uh, often um you know like like rotoscoped pretty naturalistic movement but the, the, the characters are still very stylized you know like they they mm -hmm. but but susume's um there was like a moment where one of the characters is a mom and I just felt like, Oh, like that. She feels like such a mom. And then like <laughs> she, you also see like a character, the same character, like with makeup and without makeup. And it felt so real. Like it, it was the same person, you know, but they sort of have like these different personas that they, they got to put on, um, you know, for, for, for work and for private life. And, um, there were a lot of like nice human moments and i i feel like that's that's been the direction a lot of anime is moving in because even like um uh yeah, chainsaw man uh, which i was, was just gonna say yes, was gonna let's get into that, that yeah. right like you know oh really God. beautiful over-the-top action but also like mm. to the just to me the most standout moments of that anime were things like someone making coffee <laughs> or again putting on a shirt putting on a shirt is just like the, the big flex food at the end of the day and stuff. yeah but like, yeah. yeah, God, I'll change mm -hmm. so much. Yeah, like, that, it rem it reminded me of the Ghost in the Shell too when it put, when Batu puts Doug fo uh, yeah. food for his dog. Yes. you know this whole yeah. scene. Yeah. You, you see, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I cut you. No, it's, it's cool. I was going to say like one of my favorite things about Chainsaw Man, especially now, like it's just like the way in which like the second part of it has been getting into like just some of the more casual aspects of life. Just like for example, like being a teenager and just like getting into like dating for the first time for example 
Or, yeah. like, for example, going through, like, the process of, like, understanding, like, hey, like, how do I feel about, like, the idea of, like, trying to, like, make friends or, like, how does that, like, impact me and, like, my thought processes and stuff. And just, like, or, for example, even Dendry now, sort of seeing and sort of really understanding what it means to sort of, like, have an, the normal life that you, quote-unquote, has always wanted and stuff. And I think that it's just really, really beautiful to see this story, like, evolve in a way that just so specifically gets into the normality and the mundanity of life, but also does so in a way that offers such interesting, like, perspectives, but also at the same time will have, like, some really weird and interesting sort of, like, flexes with respect to, like, the artistry or some of the character designs in there, too. And it started to pick up the pace again now, which is also fun. But, like, I, I love it when, like, Chainsaw Man really kind of, like, cools down and you just get to see characters talk for, like, 19 pages or whatever. It's just it's just really, really fun. Like, I, I, I really do. love the way the direction yeah. this has been taken. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah I, I look forward to that comic every week. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a delight. Like, it really is. And also, they're just a... The uh, Razor uh, arc has just been announced as well. Like the, uh, I think yeah, the said, Razor movie. Yes. Yeah, the Razor movie. Yeah, she's gonna be yes. featured in that movie. So that'll be cool as well. Oh, and something and, to look forward to for next year. And actually, t- tying it back to um, what we've been discussing about, kind of getting back to that intimate, you know, very human feeling. Um, the mm. the the uh, Fujimoto he said that when he wrote that arc in the manga, he was really influenced by Jinro. Yeah. Oh. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. it's um, I, I, someone else pointed this out online. Uh, someone else was like, "Wait a minute!" Like, you know, Jinro had like Red Riding Hood as the theme, and then that arc yes. had you know Country Mouse, City Mouse, and and, yeah. and and the relationship between the two characters, the levels of subterfuge, and but then just the connection between. It's like, whoa, man. Yeah. Okay. And then now, now they're gonna adapt that into film. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Okira is gonna work on it. Um, or if that might be redundant, I know. But 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 it's nice to see uh, a return to that really like naturalistic animation uh, over over the really like bombastic stuff that 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 has been. Um, you know, I, I I enjoy that too. But but mm-hmm. it's it's nice to have some variety. Yeah, yeah, I really I'm, enjoy. I remember watching Jinro for the first time, and like I had such a nice time checking it out. Like it was just it was just amazing. Like I I really mm-hmm. need to watch it again for sure. Yeah, yeah. Do you know? Do you know? It was is one of the f- among the first DVDs <laughs> I bought in my life. Like the first mm. ones were the nice. were the 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 Lodos OAV. Like they right. they came oh, out. Yeah, dude. they came. They yeah. Came, yeah, they came. They I came got, out in France. Too. They came out in France in the early two thousand, trying to ride the Lord of the Rings fantasy uh, wave for anime people you know but there was no communication no trailers or stuff i was like yo it looks cool and it's the guy who made escaflones that made the design so i bought it and uh, i remember i was like oh my god this is very slow and very not animated (laughs) like (laughs) like because it's an oav of course but yeah it was very great and you know what when i watched the the freelan i thought a lot about lodos because of the dragons yeah. Yeah. One, at one point, Starks fights a, a dragon. The dragon looks a lot like the dragons in Lodos, and I was like, yeah. And and of course, you cannot. It's obvious that Lodos actually like physically, uh, like um, Freeran is basically chibi diddlit, you know. <laughs> like it's uh, so it, totally. it's so funny the the the, the calls out. Yeah. 
to this. And the okay. fact that Escaflon, the movie, was also directed by is very different and uh, in a more naturalistic, as I don't know, had a more naturalistic approach at the time of animation. Yeah. So yeah, that's um, it's oh. it's all. I feel like I'm in in front of the board, you know, with the stickers and the the red uh, wires, and I'm like, it's all connected. It is. <laughs> it's it is. all connected. Because that 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 was Madhouse, right? Madhouse did uh, Lotus. And mm -hmm. Escaflone and, uh, you know, Kawajiri famously is, was one of the main Madhouse yeah. the premier marquee directors. And uh, wow, like it makes so much sense that he storyboarded uh, Freerun. That's mm -hmm. so cool. And for people not knowing, uh, he's, um, he's, uh, he's 73 years old. Like, and he's still <laughs> doing his thing. He's still uh, got it. Yeah, he still got it. He's uh, incredible. Absolutely. That so cool. That's, that's so nice. Uh, I I I, uh -huh. I think it's nice that we can still be so into all this stuff because there there are moments, especially this year, there are so many moments where I felt so burnt out, you know. Mm. But but those moments pass, right? And 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 mm -hmm. you clear that hump, and and thankfully, you know, can have moments like this where you can reflect and and still enjoy things. Oh my god, Kawajori also did Trigon Stampede and the second season on Vinland Saga this year. Wow, he's been And the second, busy. yeah, and the, yeah. He's a machine. The guy is a That's machine. That's crazy because Trigon Stampede is uh, it's very, very different, right? It's a full 3D yeah. show. And yet, mm. uh, you know what? It really benefits from that. It, they still treat it like they're storyboarding a 2d show they're not like oh let's do camera moves we get free camera moves now right like yeah yeah i see what you mean yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's the that's the thing but we can we can see some people having fun like that's so funny because i think it, it's all it was always the already the case like last year and the year before but i think the discourse around anime has changed a little bit like people yeah. start to see these little nuggets of animation and stuff and talk about them and uh so it, it it's like a communication of you know you you are showing the the animators are showing people are noticing resharing and it's not it's a kind of uh you know i don't know communication between all this so it's very it's very fun yeah it's uh it's very different. It's just not like, oh, the show is great and stuff. It's like, look at this animation. He puts a jacket on. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I, <sighs> I got one more recommendation. Mm -hmm. uh, one series that I really enjoyed. Um, and that is a Heavenly Delusion. The new. I keep hearing about this being good. I need to check uh, it out. Tengoku Go Daimakyo. Um, it's the new series from Studio 4C. Oh, I watched it. Yeah. Or sorry, sorry, uh, Production IG. Production IG, mm -hmm. right? And they, they are mm. back. They're back, baby. Because, uh, mm. you know, last couple of years, uh, studios kind of like lost their meaning, right? Like, I mean, studios only ever had their meaning because they used to have like consistent staff. And then mm -hmm. anime became real mercenary uh, for the last, I don't know, like 10 years. Um, so I, I I don't really know if production IG is back or not, but this show, this show is them. Um, you know, it is a production IG show at the level of quality mm. that that you mm -hmm. know people used to uh, expect from them. And um, uh, again, it, it's a show with really naturalistic animation 
you have character interactions um it takes it 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 lets you know the scenes develop it gives it time to like simmer um and then when the drama happens like it it's it's much more dramatic there's that contrast you you don't feel like you're being rocketed scene to scene like you, you have the proper weight set up uh, before everything and um yeah it's it's a really cool show really enjoyed it um for for those not familiar it is a uh post apocalyptic anime very much for adults do not don't, yeah yeah that's do not and, uh, watch trigger warning trigger yeah. warning a lot of things like, yeah like mm -hmm. any, well, anything yeah. that you you would want a trigger warning for it it gets into some pretty intense topics uh, but mm -hmm. I, it, it it doesn't do so um in a it i think it does it in a thoughtful manner um, but I mean, mm. I mean, you know, trigger warning. Who knows? Like your 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 mileage may vary. But um, yeah, it it's very much a anime for for grownups. Uh, which again, um, how that's that's to me that's really nice. That <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it, like it's explicitly this is for adults. But it mm. had a good budget, and um, it wasn't just that's like. Awesome. Yeah. For some reason, it was on Disney Plus. Yes, I don't understand like, why. Because <laughs> it's like the opposite, <laughs> like the least Disney thing you could think about. Like, yeah, why? Yeah, that that oh, yeah. you might as well put Devil Man Crybaby on Disney Plus. <laughs> oh my god! Because it's, it's it's yeah. it's that um, you know, and you know what? Like, it's much more realistic than Devil Man Crybaby. So it kind of mm. like is even scarier and more upsetting. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, uh, yeah. If, if 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 you don't mind a mature rated anime, I'd, I'd really recommend that one. And and beautiful art artistry and like beautiful, really, yeah, really yeah. amazing animation. Yeah. Uh, so many. Uh, if I, if we have to finish with naturalistic animation, um, Kokoriko, French Time, and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Mars Mars <sighs> Express I came out. See that. And um, so it's um, it's the the new movie by a new movie by Jeremy Perrin, and Jeremy Perrin is uh, the guy who did the Last Man animated series, uh, yeah. and and also a series that probably nobody has seen. But I talked about it in the 3 a.m. games or 3 a.m. things uh, before. It was a uh, crisis jung. Yeah. Uh, the the French Okutonoken, where each time in each episode the hero uh, has an existential crisis and mm -hmm. has to do therapy, and uh, the villain uh, shits literary shits uh, a, a minion and sends it mm. uh, to the to the hero, and all genders and Im imagine like I don't know Okutonoken French uh, jung philosophy. Uh, mm -hmm. gender bent everything and uh, extreme violence and that's basically crisis junk and what what mass express is so good for some reason it really reminded me of um of gods in the shell standalone complex mm -hmm. the series okay because the it's not it's more you know uh grounded that than uh, the 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 ghost in the shell movies but it basically talks about the same kind of thing the relationship with technologies with robots and uh, the difference between human robots and stuff like that and um the what it what it uh, the the story is basically you follow um 
two characters, a human detective and uh, a um, human transferred into a robot uh, cop friend detective too. And basically, you're on Mars, and some and there are there are a murder, and some robot starts to be uh, prescient, like or have some conscious, and they start building a rocket ship on Mars to go to the stars, and you don't know exactly why. So it's a a thriller, and I love how it starts because the the main issue with French movies all the time is that they have excellent uh, lore building, excellent like cinematography, character design, stuff like that, but the dialogues and the story are always shit, like oh, always, man. like it doesn't okay. work, you know, and it's often that it doesn't work, and this movie works very well, like it's a, it's a thriller, it's a cop movie, it's a fun, um, science fiction, a bit fi- uh, philosophical, philosophical uh, topic, and uh, well, if you can see it, you'll see why I talk about naturalistic animation because all the characters are drawn in a very realistic way, I would say, like uh, very good proportions and things like that. But also, they move in a way that feels real, that feels weighted, and uh, it's very good, like really, really good. I saw this uh, the the. Um, I watched the the boy and the heron, and the next day I watched oh, no. Mars Express. No so that was like compli- no completely different. I need, but yeah, yeah. yeah. But Great yeah, yeah. The, the so Mars Express will probably came come out in other countries, but in uh, 2024. I, I hope so. so. If you, I'm crossing my fingers. If you, yeah. yeah, if you can watch it, I definitely recommend it. And that's someone who knows like what French animated movies. Uh, most of the times, <laughs> which is not not super great on the story and dialogue, I really and it's not like a happy ending or stuff. It's very French in in this aspect. So yeah, you can um, you can go close your eyes, don't think, just go watch it. And it's also short. It's like one hour and a half, which is great in my book because yeah, I'm man. a bit tired of two hours movie. So yeah, okay. that's um. Have yeah. have you seen the um, making ofs that they put out? Uh, if if you go to capsica dot com, uh, uh, I've 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 saw the first and la- the the free bits that they posted. Yeah, yeah. and uh, that's so funny because the the the, the French version has uh, famous actors uh, doing the voiceover, but not the bankable actors, just well known French actors that work into a lot of French famous. But very French local movies, mm. so it's uh it's super great to to be able to see that. You also see the process of writing, like they they he, yeah. Jeremy Perrin has a co-writer, yeah. and so they um they explain that one of them is a bit uh too how to say maybe a bit too trash to I don't know, sorry. Oh, they're good. No, yeah, like one, I think it's Jeremy Perrin who is a bit too intellectual, and the other one is a bit more crass in yeah, some yeah, aspect. Yeah. And so the mix of both yeah. makes the movie like interesting and uh, but also funny in some aspects. So it's very very great. So we, like uh, you say, they 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 did actually balance each other the other out. Yeah, that, that's what they say in the okay. and and it shows in the movie. There are some very very funny bits and some very serious ones. Nice. But what I really enjoy is that you know also French. Uh, things tend to talk to you to explain things instead of just showing them and this uh, Mm -hmm. show don't tell is actually working very well in the movie like the first scene is um is a girl in an apartment 
and the cat a cat comes to her and the cat is um has a, a liquid on it like uh, like it uh, it's dirty you know and she says to the cat oh you're dirty what have you done again and she starts to strips the cat's skin and you realize it's an android the cat is an android actually and she removed the skin so you see the the bar metal cat that still acts like a cat just it doesn't it's like a robot cat and after that she takes the skin of the cat and instead of you know watching and stuff like that she puts the skin of the cat into the dirty clothes pile you know to wash it in the washing machine i, I looked at that and i was like oh my god that, that says a lot about the world setting of the movie yeah. in mm. like two minutes you yeah. know <laughs> and that so you see that's the kind of thing that works very well i really really enjoyed it yeah i love stuff like that please watch it yeah cool i just also wanted to point out in in their making of video did you notice in the background they had a street fighter 3 cabinet yeah 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 yeah. and it was uh it was it was it was giant attack (laughs) it wasn't even third strike (laughs) it was very specific it's like they wanted you to know like this is the one we like because you know this one has better backgrounds it does it has better backgrounds than third strike (laughs) (laughs) yeah i remember that yeah so, did you watch the new Miyazaki, both of you? I, like, uh, I no, not yet. It. No, um, it, I'm not out here yet. Yeah, yeah, it got delayed in Thailand. It was supposed to come out oh. like uh, one or two weeks ago. I was so excited for it. They even had like mm. a, a, a a Miyazaki uh, film festival leading up to it, and then on the last day, they were like, "Surprise! We're not showing. <laughs> we're not showing no. the new movie." I I suspect what happened is. Um, I think they finally wisened up. They were like, "Oh wait, like this movie like is number one in America. Like it beat yeah. it beat like Wish." So they were like, "Oh, like we probably should, you know, release it on more screens." I'm, I'm hoping uh-huh. that's the case. I'm hoping they're just realizing like, mm. "Oh, actually, mm. you know, we should give it a better rollout." Um, Maybe dub it. Yeah. I yeah, they, they they probably should. That'd be really cool if they dubbed mm. it into Thai. Um, so I I hope it gets the deluxe treatment out here, and I'm I I really want to see it. I'm 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 one of those people where like uh, every Miyazaki movie, I know I'm gonna see it. Every Ghibli movie, like mm-hmm. I just go on media blackout. I'm just like, eh, I I'm just gonna watch it. So like I'm I'm not gonna watch any trailers. I'm not gonna read the mm. plot synopsis. And the funny thing is um, that that was the ad campaign for the movie. They were just like, "Yes, <laughs> we know you're going to see this. Here's here's a poster, and that's it." And I was like, "Yeah, mm. yeah, <laughs> that's that's how it should be." <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm not going to spoil or say too much. But uh, I think this is my favorite Miyazaki movie. Damn. Okay. I, I think I think it's wow. my favorite. It's it's not the it's not the best one. Like how do you? I mean, but I mean, how do you top uh, Shiro? You know, how do you even do that? Mm. I mean, so it's not. It's. I don't think it's its best movie in terms of you know, script, characters and stuff like that. Even if they are very good characters inside, but it's not as fleshed out and well done on the script side. But to me, that's you. You get to see for two hours who Miyazaki is as an artist like freed mm-hmm. from you know all his background in tv and you've got to have a start and end and a, 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 a pretty girl for the for because the the boys are going to are going to like it and stuff like that it feels like 
freed Miyazaki. Okay. To me, it it felt like finally he's free. You know, he can yeah. do. He could already do whatever he wanted, but to me, it always felt like he was still doing not the not the, the same formula that he took from his days working at studios that made you know com- more commercial movies. And to me, it feels like he's free. Like it's ba- basically Miyazaki at its core, raw, like raw Miyazaki. You know, mm. I loved it. I loved it like okay. for for real. Like it, probably my favorite. Well, but it's all it's also because it's uh, the the aesthetics, the themes, stuff like that. I really enjoy them outside of Miyazaki movies. You know, so of course I'm going to enjoy it. Like uh, Miyazaki doing like rom- like German romanticism references mm-hmm. you're like of course i'm going to like it you know? <laughs> but yeah probably my favorite wow uh, okay. of miyazaki yeah. not, not my favorite of ghibli because that's probably uh kaguya but to me it's the same level of you know freedom that kaguya had for oh. takahata that miyazaki yeah. finally has it feels like he's finally free like a student that oh. finally finds its core you know and uh, delivers everything into a package that is not so so co- so much cohesive as these pre- his previous movies, but feels so much mm. like him. You know, I'm so looking forward to that. I I loved uh, Kaguya <laughs> too. I mean, yeah. that that was like one where they I, I don't think they expected to make money from it. <laughs> like they just <laughs> they just did it. They just actually mm. did it. Oh, that's so, such yeah. a good movie. Okay. Like, and, I'm so yeah, So yeah, Kaguya. Kaguya was my favorite uh, from Takahata, and uh, like I, I cannot stop seeing the connection. And there's also the death of uh, Takahata happening in the middle of the production of the movie. Okay. And uh, I don't know if it influenced, like, if it unlocked Miyazaki in some way or stuff like that. But yeah, it's um, you'll okay. see. Okay. You'll see. Okay. I can't say no more. I'm so. <laughs> I'm so ready. No, you you're even more hyped. Uh, okay. All right, well, Adam. Oh, yes. I saw um, you, you. You got an anim- interesting animation. You you, you got to talk about, right? Yeah, I got a couple, but um, one of them it's called Ruthless Blade. Uh, it's an animated short oh, film yes. from a Chinese anthology, a uh, season two called Capsules, and it's been co-created by like the French artists like Nico and Emery, oh, and directed cool. by uh, someone called Bo Zhang. And uh, yeah, uh, it's a lot. It's got a lot of really cool visuals in here. I've actually not seen this, but I want to. So basically, mm-hmm. I, it's not available outside of China right now, I think. And I've seen that it's basically been very, very, very well regarded. I think that people are really intrigued by its visual style. It's got a beautiful, in many ways, it's got kind of like very thick line, black line, cell shaded sort of like feel and like look to it. But at the same time, it feels very like mm-hmm. painterly and very sketched as well. Like it's got some really cool stuff going on. There's a really interesting kind of like lion looking like character who this like who this uh who this film follows and he's got like these really sort of piercing like golden eyes that like sort of really sort of like look like they're looking like right through you and I just think that yeah, some of the um I was speaking with Jesse Lamb about this actually, friend of the show. Uh and I think that it's really, really cool to see a trailer so well constructed in a way that doesn't really fit within the sort of typical like norms of what you would sort of perceive western quote-unquote trailers to be like so for example like i've put in the trailer a couple times here but just like the way that this is edited it doesn't feel to me as if like it is asking for you to 
what's the word for it? it is, it's not like asking for your hype in a way in a way that feels typical to me. Like there aren't these sort of like big droning, like sort of like bassy, sort of like subwoofer sound effects. Like wow. there aren't this like wow. there aren't these really sort of like flashy cuts to like the punctuation. Sorry, the uh, the percussion sound of like gunfire and stuff like that. It's like you've got like these really interesting kind of like bells that sort of like play within it. It's got a very orchestral theme like to it already at the start. I feel like it gives itself much more of a kind of like a, it's like a traditional sort of like grandeur feel that I feel when I'm, when I'm like watching this trailer. And I think that that personally gets me excited because it feels and tastes like something different to me already, which is good. I really love the ways in which some of the characters um move, some of the, some of the ways that they fight. Mm. Some of the shot composition is absolutely like, amazing. The way that even, for example, one of the characters within this like film, they wield like a pair of scissors as a, as a weapon. And I think yeah. that like it's so cool to sort of see that happen and see the way that they sort of like move and fight with respect to that. But also so the scissors clash with like a blade that one of the characters is holding. And when the sparks sort of like fly off that, it the, the camera sort of pulls in. And like such a, it gives such a cool sort of like moment where like you wouldn't necessarily expect to see a shot like that after you've just seen a blade be like deflected by like a pair of scissors. But like it's just so interesting to watch occur. So that's one thing that I'm very hyped for. This uh, Ruthless Blade. If you haven't heard of it or seen it, just type in on YouTube um, Ruthless Blade official trailer. You'll see it out there. And yeah, I hope to see this next year and I hope that other people do as well. This kind of leads me into like my next thing. Um, Delicious in Dungeon. So like oh, this is going to be yes. like, a really big deal for many, many people. Yes! Yeah, a lot, a lot yes. of people. Oh my god, yes! <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people, Thomas included, are very, very happy about this. Oh my yeah, so. god! Yes! <laughs> indeed, indeed. So, like, you yeah, know so... Oh my God. I, I bought the first volume for my for my girlfriend, and she was like, yeah, yeah, why not? And she got so hooked that she went to the the, the comic book shop, she bought the World 10 volumes. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, wow and the, the, guy, the guy selling it was like, a, yeah, another one! Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Cool <laughs> you know? Another one in there. Nice. Yeah, like, like, I really yes. need to... I really need to get into this. Like, I just, just, just started like reading it recently, and like, it's really cool. But oh, also, so like, I can't wait. Yeah, it's it's actually really interesting thus far. But like, I cannot wait to like see the anime adaptation that is coming, that's upcoming currently. Like, it's gonna be so, so interesting to check out. Like, I genuinely cannot just mm. fathom how many people are gonna be intrigued by the way that obviously the characters, like the way that they speak, the way that they talk, like the world setting, all of that was gonna be great. But also, mm. just like. I can't wait to see people get introduced to this in the in a in a way that's what's the word for it? There's like there's a there's a there's like a sailing kind of like revolution that's been happening over like the past five ish years to me, I feel. And I think that like a lot of people now are starting to be introduced to like the themes and the sort of like core sort of like emotive sort of drivers of like anime and manga mm. in a sort of like a newer, more sort of like mature way. Like do you guys feel what I'm talking about? Kind of like the way that Chainsaw Man's been sort of like so popular, even again like it's not specifically going to be like saying specifically in that regard, but like some of the topics and the way that it handles that feels that way to me. It's especially even, for example, looking at different areas of like the ways in which people speak about obviously like this, how it is that people have been speaking about like uh, Dungeon Meshi for a while, the way that people mm. have been speaking about like Vinland Saga for a while. Like, do you yeah, understand yeah. what I'm saying? It's just like there's yeah. been this very kind of like specific way that people have been sort of like hooked on different areas of like manga and anime from through a much more kind of like contemplative emotional emotionally driven sort of like theme i think and that's really hooking people in a lot and i think that this will especially be key in doing that for next year as well yeah mm. 
Yeah, for sure. We talked about free run, but free run is exactly this too. It's about you know the loss and the passing of time, and that's, that's true. But the dungeon meshi. So um, what's the English name? Delicious, delicious in the dungeon. Delicious in dungeon. For those not knowing, it's basically a a fantasy manga, but a a very comical one with like some EV teams on some some aspect. But basically, it's a bunch. It's a bunch of adventurers. There's a dungeon, and um, when they are on a mission, a dragon eats the sister of the main hero, and they're like, "We we need to go back." What? Sorry, <laughs> don't don't say too much. Yeah, but that's oh, just like the few the first pages. Like, uh, but oh, the, the main issue of the of the manga is basically, we've got to mm-hmm. go back to the dungeon. We don't have money to buy food, so we we're going to cook the monsters and the things we find in the dungeon. It it leads to absurd moments, like truly mm-hmm. absurd moments. Like, how do you cook uh, the 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 mandragor? Like if it screams all the time, like how do you cook a slime? Is it like can you make pasta out of slime? You know, since it's, it's yeah, has yeah. the same texture. <laughs> like that. That's one of the and things the, that I love the most yeah. about this is the fact it's that like so they have fun. these weird like recipes of like for example they've got this like man eating plant tart and like it's ingredients so three to four like leftover scorpion broth, slime gelatin. Like you need like a bunch of different salt, pepper, like betam. Like you need all these different like little, little bits and pieces of like ingredients. And like I really like the fact that mm-hmm. they've been able to sort of like mix this very specific kind of like cooking. It's like it's like it's like cooking mama in a way, but just like yeah, with, like RPG cool. elements. Like, yeah, that's it. it. That's that's it. That's so that's so fun because the all the characters they are very like very focused about this they are very into it some of them and the two others are like no what are you doing that sounds disgusting and so you always have this this comic of situation between the two like i think it's the knight and the dwarf they are evilly focused on eating anything and cooking anything and the two other halfling and the half elf they're like stop Please stop, yeah. but they oh, still oh. have to eat it, and that's so fun. I just remind that's you absurd. As well. Yeah, there's a wonderful video by uh, a channel called Lines in Motion, like L I N E S, just in motion. And then, like, it's, it's just called Delicious in Dungeon Fundamentals of Character Design. And I think that, like, this video, it basically, it's just, it's just a brilliant video, but it basically breaks down, like, lots of design, deci- design decisions and, like, what it is that this person feels with respect to how it is that these characters have been represented and why. And I think that, like, one of the things which has been really important for me, especially across this year, and something I want to be more adamant about in my advocacy next year, is about, like, intentionality in design and giving mm-hmm. people the nomenclature to be able to sort of, like, grapple with these topics and discussions and to be able to sort of, like, think actively and, like, proactively about why it is that things occur as opposed to being sort of, like, more so reactive. We had a, a bit of a discussion about this at the start, but just, like, I want for people, I've seen this a lot this year, but I want for more people, basically, to be able to know what they're talking about a little bit and to be able to sort of, like, have more of the language to be able to, like, understand that and to have the tools to be able to break something down. A lot of the time when I've seen this, especially this year, for many reasons, but I'll go into it very shortly, but just uh, I've seen so many different, like, people across numerous different areas of media industries speak about something in a way that doesn't really factually kind of, like, make sense. For example, I've seen, yeah, I made a tweet about this recently, but... um. 
I've seen so many people speak about, like, games and, like, game engines in ways that don't factually, like, make sense. I mean, like, I've seen people say, like, oh, like, I've watched, I'm watching this uh, trailer for a game, this is happening this way, and, like, oh, just, like, the engine just, like, takes care of all of this uh, effect that's happening here. And I'm like, my friend, like, it's not, it's not like that. And I think that when I see people discuss things like this, or when people discuss, like, character design for, like, different anime and games, like, I would just really much, I'd very much like to hear people have like a bit more of a well-founded like understanding about like why is it certain things like occur and i think the videos like this especially they break mm. things down so so well and i think that next year like going forward i think that a lot of us have to be much more sort of like specific in our intentions as to like why it is that we like things but also explaining that to people and positing that to them in a way that they can understand because i think that like with so much good work and good quality things happening especially this year last year year before how will be happening next year like i just really want to see more of a shift towards like that more sort of like measured critique in in direction i think and i think yeah. that's something that we can all strive toward and i think that this project as well it's very much intentional uh it's it's, it's very much uh reminiscent of that for me it, it just reminds me of something that like someone has put so much effort in and i think that the mm. curation of like a world the curation of like an idea the building of a world the building of characters i think that this is a, a project that very specifically like sings the praises of well-researched well-taken design just like the time that it takes to make something i personally feel that like this really exemplifies that and i can't wait for more people to be introduced to the wealth this uh delight of feasts so to speak that this world has to offer and i think that just getting into it myself i'm already feeling that and i know that a lot of other people will too so yeah it's, it's just really really cool to see this sort of like explode for for people both like mentally artistically creatively yeah. I, i've just i've just shown for example um which atelier um to my girlfriend recently and she's really getting into it now and she never oh, really oh, was super into cool. reading manga and stuff like that. and I'm, this is what i'm saying like when you see people get into this world uh, of manga and anime for like the first time in a sort of proper way you can see their mind like expand and you can see them sort of, sort of start to think about different areas of uh, design and intentionality focus in different ways that they may not have previously or in ways that they did previously but they've got a different frame of reference for it now and i think that's very important and it just makes me feel super happy that we're sort of taking so many steps forward with respect to not just the sort of like i guess popularity or like the mainstreamness of like anime and manga now like that's cool it has its pluses and minuses but like i think the one thing that i'm enjoying right now is just this sort of collective understanding of quality that we're beginning to really see now i'm i'm, I'm very happy to see things get their flowers so to speak and i think that especially the variety of mangaka that put their heart and soul into these pieces they're, they're starting to really be lauded worldwide now and i think it's just wonderful like we're seeing, for example, the way that people revere Tatsuki Fujimoto, for example, now, like, and how sort of, like, young he is in terms of his, like, wider career and the tra trajectory of where that could go. I think that, like, there's so many people relevant to him as well that, like, we're going to end up seeing become more popular for example i know for example the uh dan dan like creator used to work with him on like on chainsaw man's one of his assistants yes. i believe and i think yeah. that like again when that, that comes out that's going to be another big thing people are going to love that and i think that we're just going to continue to see this sort of like new not not even not specifically just like a new generation per se but just like a new reverence of respect for this generation of people who create these things is what i'm seeing i'm seeing people i'm seeing people regularly refer to like mangaka as people who like cook now just people like oh they're cooking they're cooking online right now they're making this all oh, this new chapter's great or oh, they're, they're really cooking in, in how it is that they're how it is that they're making the the manga right now and i'm and i'm loving it i'm, I'm loving the yeah. um 
there's this there's this youthful energy to like how it is that we're speaking about these creations at the moment. And I yeah. think that that is really coalescing into something very positive. And I want to see that grow. Yeah, I I, I think we're seeing um, the the reemergence of like common cultural touchstones. Because w- yeah. one of the things that happened when when everyone shifted to uh, you know online as the primary viewing vehicle, like uh, mm. suddenly everyone's binge watching stuff, you know, every everything's on YouTube or whatever, and 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 things got very fractured, right? Like you you have kids really? watching some YouTuber who's got like ten million followers, and like everyone over the age of thirty, like you know, couldn't name them, right? <laughs> like like things Absolutely. exist in different worlds, but then you have it's like, oh wait, like, hey, did you watch? Did you read Chainsaw Man this week? You know, like, did did you Literally, watch yeah. Jujutsu Kaisen? Like, people are are coalescing around these things again, and that's really nice. Mm. And it goes back to yeah, you know, Thomas, what you were saying about like 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 finding people, finding your your your, your tribe, your right? tribe, Find, yeah, finding people it, to, yeah. to to actually enjoy life alongside like mm. that. That's that's a huge benefit of all these things, right? I think. I think what AJ says also speaks about, you know, of course, there's a new generation, like some of these authors are 30 or less than 30 years old. It's also, you mentioned um, Dungeon Machine, Delicious in Dungeon, uh, but and also um, Witch Hat Atelier are both female authors that are not constrained into what, into, you know, shoujo, traditional shoujo manga. Both are mm-hmm. fantasy manga. One is a more comic one, and one is a more dramatic one. Mm-hmm. But we also have this like ability now to enjoy. Maybe authors of manga and anime also have more freedom to explore new things yeah. and and bring their own life and experience into the into the cooking, like you said. Absolutely. So we, and, and it and it shows. It really really shows basically. But what's and that's funny because. The, the manga that is shoots in dungeon, for example, is already very sweet and very fun, and not at the depends on like I, I think I said it before in another episode about how Spy Cross Family is also very fun, very funny manga. Not and and it's and it doesn't use like manga or sexist manga or anime tropes, oh, you know, for example, absolutely. like and all those mangas are very fun, very touching and stuff like that, and are both. They are all like um, respectful of you, their characters, their readers, even the author, you know, and uh, and it, it it feels good to be able to, to 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 Ooh. look at something and says, ah, oh, okay, I see what the author is having fun. I'm having fun with him or her, and it's not that the it doesn't mock anyone. It doesn't antagonize yes. anyone. It's just good and fun and uh, and also very. How to say it? Like dungeon, delicious in dungeon is very, very like sweet, like really sweet. That's a very sweet stories about people. Like it's a funny manga, but it has a lot of sweet stories about people, their relationships, their goals, their limits, stuff like that. So it's um very optimistic and uh and still very good. So yeah, I'm very happy. Uh, to be honest, I stopped uh, reading Witch at Atelier because I thought it was a bit depressing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. but in the good way you know <laughs> like it's like stopping stop reading uh berserk 
in some yeah. way because you're like yeah oh, it's man. very good but uh, i i don't oh. think i can right now <laughs> you know? yeah. i literally i i richmond knows all that so i'd take like a like a long ass break from like reading berserk because just like mm. some things just happen i'll just say like, oh my god like yeah. i just have to like sit and think for a while but like yeah. legit like that's one of the things that i love so much about this is the fact that like so much of this we would i think that we're really turning a corner with respect to how it is that people are able to emote, but also relate to manga at the moment. I don't think that I've seen so many people be so infused about manga so specifically in quite a while. Like, not just every, not, not just everyone who's already into anime manga, but, like, just, like, people who I never thought would have been interested in it. I've had so many friends who I previously thought were just, like, non-anime watchers or manga readers or, or anything else like that just talking about Jujutsu Kaisen. Or, like, I, I went on this uh, media creation course, like, this year, obviously, and, like, I met a bunch of new people there. And, like, a few people that were just a bit younger than me, they were, like, super, super hyped about Jujutsu Kaisen, but they were speaking about it in a way that sort of helped show me my kind of, like, age now, in a way that I remember people speaking about, like, One Piece and Bleach in a sense now, where it's kind of, like, <laughs> there's this new, like, big three that, like, exists now with, like, Chainsaw Man, Jujutsu Kaisen, like, Demon Slayer. It's just, like, there's this new sort of, like, wave of, like, the ways in which people feel their, their, their excitement and the reverence for, like, this, uh, this, this, this positivity surrounding what it is that they're interested in and what it is that they feel, and I think that it's just a really beautiful thing to check out, and I think that we're just seeing so many people now mix this with like memes and mix this with jokes but we're mixing it also with like a passion that we all share for like the same types of media and also different ones and i think that yeah. it's just going to be really interesting to like see that continue to to grow and i think that this year has been a really really powerful year for so much of that so so much of that that community building with respect to the growth of uh, anime and manga definitely now, what's funny is that just to end on uh, on um delicious in dungeon it's through mm. studio trigger doing the anime adaptation yep. and it's so for people who don't know about them like i think most they are mostly known in the wide audience now for the cyberpunk uh 2077 adaptation mm. uh which was amazing like very like one of the best anime of of its year and um before that, they did uh, Kill La Kill, and uh, yeah, they did yeah. Kill La Kill, and some of them d worked on uh, Guren Lagan, and so it, I think it's the perfect studio to adapt this anime because it's very goofy, and they are very goofy people when you Absolutely. think about it, you know. It's, it's <laughs> so a perfect it's, match. Yeah, it's a very good match, and uh, the fact it comes to net on Netflix, and I think it, it looks like it's Netflix uh, partly funding it probably means that they really really enjoyed um the numbers of cyberpunk 20 of the cyberpunk anime adaptation because uh, it basically uh, also the the anime basically relaunched the sales and the discourse around the game which was terrible when it came out and so uh, there's a redemption arc about this game that started with the anime so it's very <laughs> very funny so yeah yeah. yeah, there's oh, so oh, much good going quick. on. Also, I just very, I very, I just very, very briefly want to get into like a couple of other things, just really quick. There's yeah. um, 
so much stuff that's been good coming out this year with respect to music. And, like, honestly, like, I just wanted to just, like, very specifically mention a couple of things that I've seen that have made me very happy. Uh, I went to go see Men I Trust with my girlfriend in uh, July this year. Men I Trust are, like, in essence, this really, really, really good indie rock, indie pop band who have been absolutely killing it for a while. Like, they're from Canada, Montreal, uh, Montreal, Canada. And, um, yeah, like, they've just got this really interesting sort of, like, indie pop feel very warm very kind of like homely type mm. music and some of it is just absolutely beautiful they hit the live show over here in manchester this year and it was absolutely just electric like i got to be lucky enough to meet emmanuel one of the lead singers the lead singer and like honestly like super great people super nice super cool i just had a great time like meeting them and also i wanted to give a big shout out to one of my favorite uh uk rappers here one of my favorite rappers period he's called dave uh he's just absolutely amazing incredible work he hit a brilliant pair of songs this year, one called Sprinter, which he um, was just absolutely just killing. Beautiful, beautiful track. He was on that with Central C. Came out this year. Big, big, big tune. I showed this to Richmond earlier. Massively inspirational for myself. Then he also hit this other track called um, Meridian with him and also a French artist called Tia Cola. And like absolutely beautiful beautiful track as well i'm going to post them both in you can have a listen in a bit but like i am telling you like one of my favorite artists currently doing wonderful wonderful work and putting so much not just at the uk on the map but just like doing wonderful wonderful things just like in rap music and in music in general some of the some of the melodies some of the ways in which these areas of music coalesce i just think that it's beautiful and more people need to be exposed to it so just like central c and dave sprinter uh dave and tia cola meridian listen to those tracks absolutely brilliant beautiful tracks also hit up men i trust they have an album called the, the untourable album I'd, su I'd suggest starting there brilliant beautiful music perfect to fall asleep to drive to chill to cook to all of that go for it have a listen that's my music recommendations for the year wonderful yeah yeah good stuff yeah. nice i'm telling you there's been so much good I'm, stuff out here man like yeah literally just like beautiful stuff going on wow. it's crazy okay another thing you want to add richmond before before i i go into a, a big game yeah go for it <laughs> oh um i mean uh if you're talking about music um i i just only recently found out uh there's a new blonde redhead album that, that's just one of my favorite bands they, they've been okay. around for... blonde redhead blonde redhead yeah yeah great. Oh, i love it yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah oh cool i didn't know that yeah damn i've checked um yeah, they have a new album called "Sit Down for Dinner," and it is it is a banger. It's uh, it's almost like their equivalent of like a meat and potatoes album. Like they, it's sort of like they just mm. went. There's no like novelty to it. It's not like the uh, for instance, one of my favorite albums from them is called uh, "Misery Is a Butterfly," and it's like so yes. sensuous <laughs> and baroque, and there's like strings, mm. and it's so dramatic. Um, but sit down for dinner is like just hey it's it's a four person band you know there's a singer there's guitars there's drums but it, it just solid songs and melodies and and lyrics and mm. yeah uh, they're 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 one of my favorite bands and they uh, this is their tenth album nice. and I just think it's so cool that like they're still together they're still producing mm. music it still sounds fresh they're still like evolving. Um, and yeah that's, to that's, to it, yeah that's the theme of this year and the theme of life right it, it keeps mm -hmm. moving on you keep, keep yeah. doing your best 
Yeah. Absolutely. This this feels like that for real. I'm just listening to that track before right now from the from the latest album, Sit Down for Dinner. And like yeah, like this is really good music. Like I'm really, oh. really feeling this. It's a right. it's a very like um what's the word for it? It it feels very contemplative. It feels like 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 there's a period of like reminiscing going on like in this track. Like it feels like it's very um very emotional in the sense that like you might be you might miss something or someone maybe perhaps like yeah thinking of a time before like like it mentions here yeah yeah all right let's uh, um let's 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 wrap things up in a little bit uh what you got yeah. what you got thomas i mean do i really need to talk about baldur's gate 3 or... i was just gonna mention it let's go <laughs> let's yeah. get into it i mean okay, that's a whole, I haven't... we could do like a whole multi-part yeah. series but let's yeah, let's we'll, touch we'll on it that let's, go. Yeah. let's poke it i haven't finished the game yet like i mean act two and it's already like so amazing in so many aspects and um and especially like it's so like one of the things i wanted to mention which is important to me is that i don't like playing on pc anymore because i work on a pc all day and uh you know the physical position is associated to work to me you know so when yeah. i want to play i want to play on my big screen in my in my sofa in a relaxed environment you know in another room than the one i work in and i was pleasantly surprised with Baldur's game because when you plug uh, a controller uh, be it an xbox 360 yeah. or ps4 yeah. controller even probably ps3 the whole UI of the game shifts to console mode. Yes. Like the whole UI, it's not just like oh, we make things a bit bigger. No, no, it's the completely different one. Like the 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 the, the whole list of uh, spells you add at the bottom of the screen on the yep. PC version, it becomes a wheel, like uh, selecting a weapon in um, FPS, for example, or for some shooter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, <clears throat> it's it's strangely very playable like it, it plays is. very well like with no mods yeah. or anything in, in in with the pad even on the pc version i was like my god this is so good i can like i really can play it like a you know a, a couch video game despite it being a, a, a very hardcore pc game but at mm -hmm. the same time it's not that hardcore if we have to if we have to be uh honest because the the game is uh as a um uh, story mode difficulty i would say if you don't want to fight a lot and i find the 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 balanced so the the normal mode between that is balanced between story and fights very enjoyable very well balanced and um i don't know i just love it i have a lot of like every time i launch the game to play i'm like very happy just playing yeah. this game makes me happy like that's so that's so fun like it's each time you it, it really feels like playing the, uh, a tabletop game if you haven't yes. played it oh before it's it's really like this you you are walking in the in the forest and that's like it's as if your your game master says oh suddenly on your right side you notice there is someone trying to resurrect i don't know um a boar and you so what do you do so you decide to approach and you discuss with and for some reason you start discussing with the guy and 
but also you cast a spell to talk to the dead and to animals at the same time, and you speak with the dead boar, and you're like, what the hell am I doing actually? <laughs> and that's and even even the the. Um, the, the the main characters and that's the thing that I was most afraid about. I don't know for you, AJ, but the main characters mm. of the game, like all the um, Gale, Lazel, uh, Will, uh, Shadowheart, all those characters. So yeah, they are so well written. They evolve in such a logical and well thought way. Like Absolutely. I just progressed in Karlak. Um, in Karlak quest and basically yeah. Karlak is a is a is a character that yeah that that has a, a mechanical heart and the mechanical heart is dysfunctioning and so she is constantly like burning she does yeah too hot to the point that she cannot touch anyone and so she is depra deprived of touch you know mm -hmm. and it's so like the moment you help her like fixing this the way like everything is voiced is dubbed and the the the, the actors are amazing like it it just fits very well very right it doesn't feel for forced or anything like i i'm mostly doing it the game for the for the the, the secondary characters more than the main plot and in mm -hmm. this sense it reminded me a lot about what I loved in Mass Effect. Like, yeah, of course. And uh, I'm really playing it Mass Effect style, and it feels in some way, yeah, Dungeon and Dragon tabletop, but you can also play it in a kind of Bioware, uh, like uh, mid 2000 Bioware game, which is logical because Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 were done by Bioware at the time. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I like. I feel people may think it's a too hardcore game, too PC, too, I don't know, too complex, stuff like that. But no, actually, it feels like a very Bioware from the good Bioware mixed to classical RPG game. It's it's amazing. It's incredible. Like, how did they do that? You know? <laughs> Like, no, there's, there's so there's so much to love and enjoy about this yeah. game, for real like I've, I've had like so many intriguing like interactions with respect to like how its mechanics intersect for example like there's a move oh okay so a bit of background about this um i've learned so much about D D just through obviously like my girlfriend who i've mentioned before like is an absolute amazing 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 fountain of knowledge with respect to like D, &D. she'd probably laugh and be like no i'm not but like she really is but, um, <laughs> she in essence has like a wonderful like site it's a rnw.net where she does like lots of work with like all this beautiful creation of like D, &D games D, &D one shots beautiful stationery, wrap paper all types of cool stuff but she taught me how to play this game, right? How to play D&D. And I've had so many wonderful memories playing this with her recently. Now, when Baldur's Gate 3 came out, she was like, oh, Adam, you got to try this game. It's basically like playing D&D, but through, like, a video game sense. And I was like, oh, you know what? Sure, I'll give it a try. Got it eventually, played it, boom. So we started playing it. And, like, the way so many of the mechanics, they aren't, like, all the same. So many of them, like, do differ. But, like, the ways that things, like, 
stack together in such a beautiful like emergent sense for example we were fighting against one enemy and there's a, there's a move called gust of wind now this allows for you to like push a person backwards say about like five to like i think 10 meters or something like that it, it might mm-hmm. be more might be less but in essence you get to push an enemy character back and you can blow them away basically so we're on top of a really large sort of like a uh, bridge right and there's an enemy who's got like a lot of health. It's like a boss enemy, right? So like I turn towards them and I'm playing a character who in essence has the ability to use to use this move. So I walk up to them, I get really close, I make sure that I've that I've got their sort of like sight lines like correctly on. I'm gonna try and push them. I push them off the bridge and it takes maybe like 500 600 health off of this like enemy character and then they almost die like almost immediately and i'm like that was so cool like just the fact that like you get to just be like oh you know what boss monster hey i'm just gonna push you off a bridge because like this would affect all of us anyway and then just like gravity still hurts you boom and then yeah they just fall much health gone made the boss fight really easy like it was just really interesting to see that work one of the um other favorite things that i like as well were some of the areas of its character creation too I'm playing uh, an Asmodeus Tiefling. I'm a sorcerer, and I've got like different types of mainly sorcery-based like moves. I can do like lots mm-hmm. of different things with respect to like casting down like lightning, or doing like bolts of like fire, or like just doing all sorts, all sorts of different cool things. But like, I love the ways that when you're taking different turns, you can kind of like squad up with a team and like make different things happen. So obviously, like this is turn-based, and Basically, you have, like, an initiative, like, which would be, like, rolled kind of, like, at the start, which basically determines who gets to move when. So, for example, like, with me, like, I'm not super high up in the initiative, so, like, I normally go, like, a little bit later on. But that allows for me to sort of, like, co- collaborate with uh, Rose when I'm playing with her, and like, it allows for us to both, like, do really cool teamwork-based, like, sort of, like, combination moves and, like, attacks and stuff. And I just, I really love the strategic elements of this title. I think it's really, really... It's put a lot of that um, forward in a very cool way that's allowed for us to be really sort of like playful in our ability to sort of like mix and match different ideas. I've seen people do things like enlarge a character, make them super heavy so that when they basically walk over a character, they can just kill them. I've seen different things with respect to putting water on the floor and then like electrocuting it and then like everyone on, on the ground just gets like zapped. I've seen people uh, basically turn like all of the enemies into like other characters that just allow for them to be killed super easily like it's just really really cool to sort of like watch different people play a game like this and just to, to sort of to sort of shadow mention one of my other favorite my personal game of the year tears of the kingdom like i mm. think that we're seeing gameplay sort of like re not not specifically like reinvented all across the board but we're seeing this real sort of like focusing in on like emergent gameplay specifically and giving players opportunities to have fun with mechanics that intersect and interlink and that might sound very basic but the ways in which the ways in which this is being done we're seeing some things that we've never really seen before and i think that that is really really cool it's allowing for people to express it's allowing for people to be intrigued but also at the same time it's giving people room to to grow we're seeing for example people make mechs in these games we're seeing people do things that like you really wouldn't 
sort of think would be possible. And obviously, with respect to social media's integration into our everyday lives, I think that all you literally have to do is go on Reddit and just like be like, oh, hey, look, I want to try and find something new about how to get through this puzzle. And like, there'll be a hundred ways uploaded today about how to like get through this this puzzle area. It's, it's really, really cool to see. I'm really happy that we're in this specific area right now with respect to how it is that we receive titles and how it is that we speak about them and how we help each other so they get through them. It's really cool. Yeah, Baldur's Gate 3, is, is, it's been very, very intriguing, very, very interesting. I agree. Couldn't say more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, it, it's just sick. I'm just so hyped about it. Like, It makes me really happy to yeah. think about just the fact that we're in this really cool other space now with respect to D&D's kind of like popularity, I suppose. And it's kind of, it's mm. sort of, there's it, a sort of full circle moment occurring, right? With respect to how yeah. it's been involved in different things like Stranger Things or a D&D movie came out or just like now Baldur's Gate 3 like exists in like a positive way. And like people are being really receptive to it. I've played D&D again, like I said, like for some of like, the first times this year, last year, I've not really been into it too massively before then, but I've become a bit more so now. And I was hearing this with people like literally just yesterday I went out with friends and like a few friends of mine who have played are getting another friend of ours to play with us who hasn't played it before and she was like oh could I do whatever I want kind of and we're like yeah in a way like it's basically just showing that like people who have not had this experience is sort of like they're looking to it in a, in a positive sense now and it's a very cool thing I think yeah it's a big change yeah it used to be so mm -hmm. so sure. niche and uh, in, in the u.s for decades it was you know like really negatively associated with uh you know being a geek or a nerd because i don't know why the u.s was, was just really bad about that for so long <laughs> like mm -hmm. and, but it's actually a perfectly normal thing right make believe and, and just sure. like it's fun it's just fun um mm -hmm. by the way the dean the the movie The, 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 yeah, the movie was so great. It was actually good. It was really mm -hmm. underrated. Um, yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm hearing that uh, they are actually planning a sequel, even though the first one wasn't a huge hit. Um, oh, I, I, don't, I didn't know that. Because in the past, it's exactly the kind of thing that would have sold well on DVD. Uh, it had gotten good word mm -hmm. of mouth after the fact. Um, and mm -hmm. then uh, so someone else joked that it, it's kind of appropriate that like the sequel like no one knows when it's going to come out and it's going to be really hard to get like the same party together <laughs> yeah. but um yeah someone I, I someone was saying they should do they should do a second one with the same actors but the actors do not play the same character <laughs> yeah like they, sh yeah. they, sh they shift uh you know um yeah. classes or something classes, like that yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah that would be so fun yeah but yeah but, but very good movie really good movie <clears throat> Hugh Grant is so fun. Oh, he's so good. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I was surprised at how good. Uh, was it Chris Pine? Was the yes. Yeah, he's in that. Yeah, it was good. And it's um, yeah. I know some people are like, oh, it's a comedy. It's going to be so like it, they're not going to take it seriously. And I was like, no, 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 no. It's so authentic as like a D and D. It's it's about the experience of playing D and D. It's not like Dragonlance or Forgotten Realms. It's like no, no. This is what it feels like to play, and to play D and D is is very funny. It's all about coming mm. up with like a crazy scheme, and then trying to pull it off, and then winging it when things don't go quite right. Like exactly, yeah. It, it should be funny, and it, it was genuinely funny. Like the jokes, you know, they actually work. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely love to see it. Wow, a lot of good oh, stuff this year. There's also one last thing that I want to mention as well. Just like there's um 
with respect to, I guess, just, like, a kind of comedy, like, in games as well, I've, I've noticed this a lot, like, the there's been a sort of, like, a, a big, um, what I'm looking for, there's, there's been a rise with respect to how it is that comedy and, like, these sort of emergent comedic moments have been sort of, like, popularized, I would say. For example, when you look at games that involve, like, sort of this specific teamwork-based, multiplayer-based sort of, like, theme, I think that you think of things like, uh, like, Fall Guys, for example, in a sense, or you think of, um, what do you call it again, Among Us, of course, or you think of, like, uh, now Lethal Company that's, like, taken the world by storm. Like, it's, it's one of these things that I think, um, I'm looking forward to seeing more of this in the in the coming years, you know, just seeing more people be able to create communities, move forwards together in a positive way and be able to have more positive, happy memories that involve people laughing and screaming, crying, having fun, just really just going crazy and having having a really nice time online. And I think that we're seeing much more of that in like a positive way now. I think that there's, there's been a kind of, um, there's been a shift in like the era of like the online online perception of like how people play together i think i think that do you remember that there was a kind of like a real sort of like teabagging like era of the internet kind of oh, yeah. that, like existed with respect to like gaming and i think that we've we really we've turned a corner and we're very much like past that now i feel i think that we're kind of more so like we're in a we're in an area that sort of speaks more to kind of like a, oh look at this funny meme moment let's laugh about it let's joke about it let's have a good time in, in, in a sense and i think that that feels much more open in its ability to be much more positive and social more so than like antagonistic and I, I really feel that in the sort of sentiment of many games that have been coming out this year so i'm very positive about that i'm very happy about that and i look forward to next year so hell yeah excited yeah all right i think that is a really uh, good note to to end on yeah let's wrap it yeah let's wrap it up all right so um first of all uh adam uh, Thomas, thanks, thanks for making the call. I know we, we haven't done this in a while, and it's it's increasingly difficult towards the end of the year because uh, yeah. holidays <laughs> coming up, all this stuff going on. But um, yeah, really glad we we recorded tonight. Um, oh, yeah. And to the listeners, thank you for making it this far. I uh, really appreciate you tuning in to listen to us just hang out and you know and enjoy life together. Uh, hopefully, we've inspired you to go check out some cool stuff and. Um, if you want to keep up with the podcast, uh, you can follow us on uh, Twitter at Art Eater Podcast, A-R-T-E-A-T-E-R Podcast. Um, that's where uh, you'll get, you know, the, the first notice of uh, whenever a new one comes out. You can also uh, message us there. Let us know how we're doing. Let, let us know if uh, there's anything, yeah, if you have any comments on anything we've talked about. Um, mm. And if you want to catch up on the old podcast, you can head over to the website, arteater.com, A-R-T-E-A-T-E-R.com. Uh, click on the podcast section, and you can catch up on every podcast we've ever recorded, hopefully on uh, whatever platform, the platform of your choice, you know, Spotify and all that. Uh, we also um, have articles on there. Uh, yeah, so you can you can check those out as well. I've been meaning to – got so many things I need to write up, uh, but it's been – real busy year um if you want to follow me i'm i'm on uh, twitter way too much i'm trying trying to cut back uh been, been hmm. a little bit better about that been a lot more uh, productive <laughs> you know how online we are man yeah, yeah we're, <laughs> like as you as you've said we're yeah. terminally on right. absolutely 
Yeah, Richmond is having is recently you had a lot of um, Richmond go to sleep, but someone on the internet is wrong. You had yeah. some <laughs> moments like that recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, feel, yeah. I felt that oh maybe it's uh... yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Not that you, you're you not right. To, well. no, you're... Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, hard uh, moments. Yeah. Uh, if if you want to hang out on Twitter, I'm I'm always there uh, at uh, Richmond Lee R I C H M O N D underscore L E E, um, and uh, oh yeah, I'm 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 working on some games actually. Um, yes, and they're, they're, they're going real yes. well. Um, so I'm making uh my my company Bidegg, we're making a turn-based strategy game, uh mecha strategy game, very uh cell shaded anime inspired graphics, um. And uh, a really cool story that's coming along real well too. Uh, it's called Zeka Tactics. Z e c h a Zeka like Mecca. Zeka Tactics. Um, mm. You can go to zekatactics.com and also uh, look us up at uh, Zeka Tactics on on Twitter. Um, and we also are working on another game called uh, Lost mm. and Found Co. And that that's a super cute hidden object game. Uh, everything is hand drawn, uh, animated in spine, um, by hand, and uh, it, it's just a really lovely kind of like uh, yeah, kind of like Where's Waldo, Where's Wally, those books, but brought to life, but with our own <laughs> original touch, our own world. It's uh, it's a very if you want to see like a real Thai indie game, check out um, Lost and Found Co. Like our team. Is, is pouring yeah. their hearts into it and uh there's a demo up on steam now actually if you go on to steam yeah. look up lost and found co um bit egg uh check out the demo you know let, let us know what you think um i i'm really confident i'm feeling really confident about it uh, we, we've been showing it off at different shows uh we've, we've we've had lots of people just drop by just check it out and and really good feedback like so many people have told us like yeah i don't normally play like this kind of game but like actually this is a lot of fun and like you know this is like for real because they they don't need to take the time to if they weren't interested they would just walk to the next next kiosk you know so um yeah that was that's real cool I'm, I'm feeling really good about this game um so. You know, you know that I showed the game uh, Lost and Found to my partner, and she told me, "Oh, it reminds me so much about the Neko Atsume game." Oh yeah, that uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, yeah, yeah, I love this. I, I love this game. Cozy, right? There's no pressure. Cozy, really. yeah, yeah. Cozy likes to collect cats and find stuff and stuff yeah. like that. It's so, so fun. Yeah, it's just yeah. full of. Um, like beyond the mechanic of you know the core mechanic is like hey here's a list of things find them but like i think the real heart of the game is just like it's so fun just to look at the stages yep. and like see the little vignettes that play out and like some of them have like literally like hundreds of characters and like they're all animated you know like they they've they mm. they there's so much life to it and and everyone every you can click on everything like almost everything has some sort of unique reaction animation to it it's just such like a a lively game there's just so many fingerprints all over it you know so um, absolutely love to see it, it looks yeah, yeah, great. yeah i'm 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 really excited for it <laughs> it feels good <laughs> it feels good to be excited about work like that's that's i, I feel yeah. very, very oh, yes. fortunate yeah mm. 
So uh, yeah, what you know, what 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 are you guys excited okay. about? How, like, let people know how to follow you. Uh, oh, I made like like uh, I, I was always saying like no, I don't have anything to share and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have my website, which is very nerdy for some reasons because I'm um, I'm like it's it's a mess. Uh, you have my my, uh, my blog, but you also you also have like a knowledge section section with I don't know like how to do HTML, computer science, and BDSM stuff like that. So it's a real mix of things. And uh, also, I started an art journey uh, diary when I ret- where I retrace everything. It's in the about section, and it basically goes back to my roots. And it, it took me a lot of time to uh, find back the arch- archives and stuff like that. And it's all about my early days, about like being inspired by uh, Pink Floyd cover albums and stuff like that. Oh, so I've been nice. doing this kind of rocks of going back to roots, you know, and. Um, it's super fun, and I also started an incredible an Instagram account for my drawings. Uh, <laughs> dude, dude. <laughs> so I'm not, check that out. I'm not, I'm not posting a lot because it's I don't want you know to get into a productivity mindset about this. It's oh, really for fun and relax. So I don't do prints, I don't do exposition stuff like that. I just want to draw, and in in this moment I'm drawing a series with. Uh, a lady, a giant cat, and li- and uh, smallish skeletons, basically. <laughs> so the 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 account is uh, Zorus Draw underscore Draws. So S O R U S underscore Draws. And uh, well, that's it, basically. It's uh, I I did it because I wanted to have. Uh, because when I meet other people, you know, the tribe thing and and all. And they say to me, oh, do you have an Instagram? Do you have anything? And I'm like, wait, all artists are on Instagram and stuff. Like a oh, lot yeah. of things happens. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm going to, to make one. So um, so I did. So Zorius draws. That's all. So you, you'll see the, you'll see some of my work. Cool. Hell yeah. Oh my God. Definitely go check that out. Thomas is always posting up some cool stuff, honestly. He might be very, he might be very modest, but like he's doing, he's doing good stuff right now. So definitely check that out for um, real. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying to like. It's so strange because I didn't draw for me for ten years after I stopped art school, mm-hmm. and suddenly I go back to it and not just doing exercises, but like thinking about teams and stuff like that, or just like following the the process that I like discovering a process and in this way the man Ben series you know we talked about it Absolutely. before oh, yeah. has been very instrumental to me to going back to work because I'm just like I have no limits on how I want to process and proceed Absolutely. when drawing and I'm like okay I'm just going to put another sheet of paper in front of this one or I'm going to expand it with another I'm going to be smaller bigger and stuff like that and suddenly, like, I also did a, a series where I drew a character, like, with a pen. And after that, I, do, I did some different inking methods where I was very rough, very precise, uh, alphabet, very generous on inks, or, or more dry brush and stuff like that. So it's a lot of experiments, and it's going very great. Like, it's very fun to actually really experiment and be... Uh, and not think about you know the the is it gonna sell is it gonna please yeah. people and <laughs> stuff like that yeah. like it's more much more 
do I like it? Like, uh, is it interesting? Does it create something different that I didn't didn't expect? You know, sometimes experimenting gives you something that you will never have been about uh, been able to think about, and that's what I like doing yeah. actually. That that one that you just posted, like when I look at that, I'm like, yeah, you definitely enjoy drawing that, right? That looks like that. Yeah, yeah. Good. And have, have you flipped the the others, uh, the others inking on this one? That's uh, very different <laughs> types. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh wow. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh my God, he's cooking. He's cooking up. Yeah. <laughs> now so, I, yeah. I like this for real. Definitely oh, gonna be looking. For anyway, so. Here you go. I have an arts Instagram account, 2023. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, I'm young again. Woo! Yeah, let's go. <laughs> if you're an ISP, yeah. keep them. Let's go. All right. Um, I'm going to hop in real quick. Uh, 2023 has been a wonderful year for me. It's been very busy. It's been very cool. I've had a, a lot of great opportunities. I've been able to do a lot of cool stuff. But we're just going to go through the regular outro, and then I'm going to add in a couple extra things, and we'll cut it. But um, So what's up, everybody? It's Adam. It's your boy. It's AJ. Uh, it's your favorite game, level designer, pixel artist, international taekwondo fighter, and it has been wonderful to be back with this crew once again. I like, literally love these guys so much. Massively inspirational for so many different reasons, but I just feel honored to be able to have done this for this long. This year kind of, honestly, like, it marks um, three years now of being in this podcast, which is kind of wild to me because, oh, wow. like, as I mentioned before, if people do know or don't know, like, I met Richmond, oh, I saw his work online literally just about 11 years ago now. Like, he wrote an article that changed my life, and I basically oh. ended up finding him on Twitter, posted some of my art, he and I became friends just completely randomly, and then many years later, he decided to ask me to be on this show for the exact uh, reason to speak about the project that got me so hyped about him in the first place, which was Darkstalkers. And I think that that wonderful sort of like full circle moment, it's just been sort of like really cool to have seen what we've been able to do from there, how far we've grown, both in friendship, personally, professionally. And I just really want to just give just like flowers and honor to like him and to his company, to his team, what he's been able to build, what he's been building. And for all the stuff that's going to be coming out through Bit Egg in the future, like people don't even know, it's absolutely amazing. The work that's gone into Zeka Tactics, what's gone into Lost and Found Co., People don't know, but I'm telling you right now, like there's some real good stuff coming out of him. Wonderful stuff coming out of Thailand. Wonderful stuff coming out. And people just need to know he's got something to say. So that's one thing there. Again, Thomas has been killing it for a super long time, doing amazing work, not just on our site, but across numerous <laughs> areas of the internet. As I said, people don't even know this, but like this man has been massively influential with respect to how it is that I've been able to see him get into areas of fighting games. I've gone out and seen things that he's written, seen, seen things that he's wrote. He doesn't even know this, but I've done lots of like independent just like research on areas of what he's been interested in, what he's done what? over the years. Like, you see, you don't even know this book. I know some things about what it is that you've done. And like I'm telling you, you've done amazing shit and I'm just really happy to have been able to see what it is that you've done, how it is that you've grown. Again, same thing goes for Sean, same thing goes for James. And also finally get to talk about myself a little bit. Like I've been able to get into making like video-based like content for like a bit of this year now. And I actually got to put out and pitch to ITV, a media company here in the UK, a piece of mine called From Arcade to Barcade, Old Market, New Tricks. This is up on the Artaste channel from ITV right now. You can go click on it, go view it. But like this has been such a massive thing for 
for me. I was finally able to sort of put out something that I cared about deeply. It's basically looking at like games as like facilitators of like social cohesion and like what that means to me, what that means to communities, why people love arcades, why they're coming back, why they're coming back in the forms of like barcades currently, and why they've become so popular all across the UK. And I think that um, just being able to speak about that was wonderful in and of itself. But to work with a, a great group of fantastic people, amazing, amazing people across numerous different areas of like media creation, work with great directors, work with a fantastic, fantastic presenter, Natalie Nakarim, work with amazing, amazing people with respect to editing as well, who showed me how to edit, who taught me how to edit this piece that we put out. But yeah, definitely please go check that out. I had a wonderful, wonderful time. Shouts out to Harry Lee, one of the managers at NQ64, let us shoot there. Shouts out to so many of my friends who helped me work on this. Shout outs to so many people. I'm just really happy that I was able to do this and able to make it work. It was wonderful to do. I want for people to go check this out and have a think about what it is that game spaces mean to them, what memories they have, and just to be able to support them more. Go to your local arcade if you can support them. Go to just any type of gaming-based event, any type of creative event. Just really feed the arts, and the arts will feed you, you know. It's a kind of wonderful hand-in-hand type thing that occurs here. I'm just so thankful that I've been able to live in these moments as well, and just to be able to, to grow to put out cool things i want to give just another massive shout out to everybody and all of the work uh, that people put in to be able to make sure that we could even make any of what it is that we made in this i, I want to just give love to the team over at like team reptile uh, for putting out the the bomber cyberpunk footage which we were able to utilize that was again massively life-changing shout out to richmond and everyone else over at like the egg again for giving us the wonderful like tactics footage the wonderful lost and found co footage right, like i want to give a shout out to Oh, absolutely man i want to give a massive shout out to my boy rick nickel like he absolutely killed it on good boy galaxy literally a massively creative beautiful game that's going to be just absolutely all over the internet i just know it shout out to my book my big boy zoo shout out to him and all the team over at berserk boy games who just part of berserk boy i want to give a shout out to alamode games shout out to cb friend of the show for sorry we're closed shout out to cb and tom doing so much hard work on that i just want to just continue to give love to um everybody over who did so much amazing and like beautiful beautiful work on all of these games that exist within like the video for example again judero the kaya bro jack king spooner a massive influence of mine did wonderful work on Dujana as well that was huge 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 for me just getting to be able to put that game in my piece was just absolutely ridiculous like massively massively influential that game was to me so i'm so happy that i was able to put that in there i want to give love to my best friend my brother tristian willis he was a massive help with being able to put this uh, project, not only just like together with his involvement, but like the things that he said on it were just absolutely wonderful. I want to give a massive shout out to Nathan Parkinson as well, one of the editors, but also one of the people who did, who did great work with respect to being a gaming contributor on this as well. I'm just, I'm just so happy that I was able to make something that I think is not just like memorable, but something that means something to me. And I think that it's just great that I've been able to have a moment there. I want to give love to my brother, Eric Mack, to my friend. He did wonderful, wonderful work on Doko Roko, which is featured in the game. Also out now, go check that out. Wonderful developer, musician, really close friend of mine who's gone from like online friend to real life friend. And I just, I'm so happy to see all that he's doing in his life. And this is, I just wanted to just get all this off because obviously it's like the end of the episode, but I'm telling you, there's so much good good in this world there's so much beauty in this world there's so much that i care about that allows for us to be able to build a better world for the future and i think that 
We've seen so much bad also that's been around us so much so. We've seen so much so much of the of the terrible trials and tribulations. This year's been a wonderful year for games in many ways, but a very a tough a tough harsh year for developers specifically. So many people have been laid off over 6,000 people across studios all around the world and I just want to give love to all the people that help make some of our dreams into reality some of the people that inspire us on a daily basis everyone from QA to production level design sound design music everybody in the programming world just like everybody out there doing wonderful work across art direction unfortunately when people get laid off it can be hard for people to find their feet so I hope that people can find them and develop with them and hope that they can find their feet again I want to also speak just very very briefly this is something which has been very near and dear to my heart. I've been involved with going to see and support Manchester for Gaza. I want to say free Palestine. I want to say free all the people facing oppression right now, especially across the world. I want to say shout out to all my people doing hard work out there in France. I want to say shout out to all my people going through the wonderful, the wonderful, the wonderful ways in which that we we can seek to speak peace, speak truth to power, and just everyone out there at all the, at all the protests. I want to see, say thank you to everyone who's done all of this amazing work for people who don't have a voice. And I think that in any small way, I still get DMs on like Twitter for like the things that I say on this podcast and how much they sometimes mean to people. And I just want to say that like I am with all of you. I want for freedom for us all. I want for a better life for us all. And I feel, and I know and I feel that in 2024, things will be possible that we might not have believed. So I really just want to say thank you to all of you for making this a wonderful year for me. I want to say thank you to my friends, my brothers on this podcast for making this a wonderful year for me since, since, um, the beginning of this year but also just thank you again for inviting me since 2020 literally changed my life in so many positive ways i just want to wrap this up by saying as well thank you and also just like massive love to my girlfriend rose whitaker just always changes my day in a positive way it's changed the way that i thought changed my life in so many ways gone through some like dark times dark places but i'm telling you like this next year it's going to be a beautiful year that gets to truly see like the uh the seeds planted from this year they're going to get to bloom and blossom next year and onward and i'm just i'm so hyped and happy so again just thank you for you listening thank you for you who support us thank you to everybody who's been able to help any of us thank you to all the developers of the games that we've talked about thank you to all the musicians thank you to all the artists and again just Thank you so much for being for being out there. Just want to wrap this up finally now. Uh, you can find me again on Twitter at AJ Mattis. That's at A-J-M-A-T-T-I-S. If anyone needs or wants anything like pixel art related, or just anything to do with that, I'm open, so hit me up there. But if you want to just, uh, just uh, say anything to me at all, I'm just happy to get back and chat back and stuff like that. But yeah, wonderful year. Can't wait for next year. Happy New Year if you're listening to us then. Merry Christmas if you celebrate it. Have a wonderful, wonderful time. Stay safe. We here at Eater love you. Freedom to everybody. Take care. Bye. Just had to get that out.